Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 132 of Final Boss TV, your wild and gay radio show. My name is Adam K. A.K.A. Bay. I will be your host for this show today, as with every other show leading up to this point, because that's sort of what I do. Today is going to be Legion Shadow Priests. Uh, if you have heard of the Shadow Priest community, Twin Top is in chat today. Uh, but he has been demoted because he is now a hyper-casual and does not know anything. He's basically the Jon Snow of the Shadow Priest community, so everyone, thank you, Twin Top, for your time. Thank you for your time, but please move on. But anyway, before we get too deep into the show tonight, I want to give a shout-out, of course, to the incredible, generous patrons over on my Patreon page, the assistant producers of the show, Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, and... Newly here, Dalthir. If you have not seen the Patreon page, there are show notes that are available. You can follow along with the show. There are also, well, the Control Bay for a Day voting is up right now as well. And as well as the uh, the behind-the-scenes podcasts. There will be an almost an hour-long behind-the-scenes podcast going up for this episode later today. These are only for those that are supporting the show The Extra Mile on Patreon. You can check those out if you'd like. If you want more show, it's sort of unscripted, behind-the-scenes setup and just rants and nonsense, basically. But that rants and nonsense was done with my two guests on the show today, the replacements for Twin Top. So there's DJ Riff. Hello, sir. Welcome to the show. Hello, Bay. How are you? I, I'm I'm good. Are you ready to replace everything that Twin Top has done and overwrite his legacy? Sure, let's go for it. <laughs> but thank you for being on the show today. We're happy to have you. Are you ready to talk about Surrender to Madness for two hours? I mean, would that be considered Surrendering to Madness? I mean, I, mm, I suppose. Every, uh, I can't, mm, I don't even know what to do there. Public is also here today. Hello, Public. Hello. Hello, everybody. Good to be here. He's just he's here just to destroy my beard's presence, essentially. That's all that's my job though, you know? I I grew a nice beard, and then my goal was to make it on this show. Just oh. so you can see it. And then you also fear craft some stuff here and there on the side. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, sorry. My bad. Okay. Whoops. Just making sure that's still a thing. Okay. Beard craft, yeah. Beard crafting. That's very right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bayo Torch didn't exist until your beard came into being. That's right. So of course, yeah, it's fine. Just every chance we get to just jab Twin Top in the kidneys, just right there in the kidneys. <laughs> but yeah, so today Legion Shadow Priest, we'll talk about all this stuff. Uh, we've got plenty to go over, and and the new format. If you weren't here for Havoc Demon Hunter last week, of course, all the shows are up on YouTube or on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. But we've I've tried to meld the show to be a little more discussionary. So we have, like, the show notes are a little lighter, but they have a lot of stuff to go into that we'll go through. But back on who's on the show today, uh, Public, we'll go back to you. What do you do in the Shadow Priest sphere in the World of Warcraft? What do you partake in, sir? Well, I know I do a lot of uh, video guides on YouTube that I've been working on uh, 
pretty much since Legion launched. So I've been doing that a while. And I also am a moderator in both the Discord and How to Pre-Site. Been doing that for a while. And I also help out with some theory crafting stuff. So most of my work is focused on legendaries and relics and other things with uh, gear and that sort of thing. But with uh, 7.2 on the horizon, it's kind of just a free-for-all, you know, work on everything kind of thing. So yeah, just uh, doing everything I can, really. Fair enough. How about DJ Riff? What do you do in the uh, the little Shadow Priest sphere, sir? Well, I started out with uh, a trinket sheet. Uh, that's kind of how I got my foothold into the How to Priest uh, theorycrafting team. And then now I do uh, Dungeon Sims, which a couple people here have looked at. And it's kind of re revolutionized the way that we look at dungeons, especially since they actually kind of matter at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, like I let other people borrow my... Uh, CPU so we can run thousands and thousands and thousands of sims that take like a month to do <laughs> right. but Pretty yeah um, I mean like we were talking about this last night we have 12 people on the shadow team for how to yep. priest all of us running sims and just collaborating together so that's my little sphere of insanity in this whole bit well that's that's really awesome well I because when I, when I build these shows, and sort of as a caveat to the beginning of this, because I'm sure at some point in time there'll be a YouTube comment or someone in chat will bring it up right now, that, like, you know, normally Bay brings on people that are more progressed in the game than he is, and you guys are both, like, right behind me, like, right on the coattails, um, and some people always, like, want to discredit that as, like, they're not as highly progressed, and where is X, Y, and Z person, or whatever, and... I'll actually have you know, chat, that Vicland, who you might have thought would be on the show, actually said that he's not the theory crafting type. He lives out to the pros. So he deferred, in a way, to uh, to these two gentlemen on the show that know all the nitty-gritty in the back and forth. And But they talk to those players. So you guys know what you're expecting when you get there. So that's what we're making sure. Because, again, I want the show to be very more discussionary. And, and always sort of the top-tier players don't always have all, like, the all the little bits and pieces that everyone else figures out. But it's crazy there's like 12 of you that are working on stuff in the the How to Priest Discord and the Shadow Priest community, though. Do you want to give any other shout-outs that are out there, DJ, to anyone else that is really important in the whole process? Well, uh, Angelin has really taken over the bulk of the SimSea management. Um, so all, like, the under-the-hood coding stuff and the APLs, uh, he mainly is the one that spearheads that and makes sure things are up to date like because of him we already have stuff for 7.2 that we can test and run sims and we're going to talk about that later on in the show and like without him taking over it would be a much slower process then we have um nighthawk who's also he's a mvp for how to priest and he he does a lot of stuff with the APLs, does a lot of internal like testing of uh, rotations and that kind of stuff. And I mean, there's there's tons of people in the How to Priest Discord that help with Shadow. And I mean, no set person does one thing. I don't just do dungeon stuff. I mean, I help out with raid stuff. You know, like mm -hmm. I said earlier, we all just collaborate. Yep. But I mean, Angela is definitely like a centerpiece in that just for SimSea development. What about you, public? You want to? ride that on anyone else you wanted to yeah i mean that's one of the best things about how to priest in my opinion we all we're like a team we really are i mean we have uh tools to help us work better as a team uh, we all tackle ptr stuff together and it's just a really fun collaborative process and i think we've kind of built our own community with that as well and there's a lot of people even if they're not admins or nvps or anything that help us do things as well we just have a great 
just base in general that loves, you know, making Shadow look awesome in Simulation Craft. So, which is awesome. <laughs> there's actually, there's another user that's not a staffer MVP, and I, I forgot to mention this, as uh, Semicolon Dash. Yep. That guy just, he rewrote um, a, a JavaScript from scratch and that you could basically plug your Shadow Priest into, and it takes our methodology that we use for dungeons and that we use for the Nighthold raid, and it can give you, you plug your character into it, you run it for 30 minutes, and then it gives you stat weights based on all of Nighthold. Or you can run it for specific bosses. Yeah, we do, but we do some crazy stuff here. I think yeah. uh, I think their tool, his tool does like 36 sims or something like that to get your stat weights, which is pretty accurate for what we do, what? but for every single combination. So like whenever we do like legendary analysis or stat weights, each combination of things that we change goes under like 18 or 36 sims of each thing of different fight types, you know, movement, getting ads in there, all kinds of crazy stuff. So um, what you're... What you're telling me is that uh, Word Up Senpai and Rusa for the Enhanced Shamans are uh, lazy, and um, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, just, I, I think a different beast. Yeah, exactly. I, I think Shadow has a lot of really interesting complexities and relationship with stats that not every class has. Um, so something that we really noticed, or Anshlin really noticed early on, was that. When you give the simulation craft, you know, ads or, you know, you increase targets, stat weights change dramatically. Um, and like talents are even worse. You know, we change talents and things just go everywhere. Right. And that's not something we see with a lot of classes. And the other thing that's pretty important is that for a shadow priest, most of your stats are actually better than intellect, which is another really weird quirk that not every class. And I think most classes aren't that way. Um, mm -hmm. Even versatility is almost equal to intellect in most cases, which is kind of unheard of for a lot of classes, I think. So if that gives you an idea of where we're at, it's a little a little interesting. Yeah, I'm sure the, the next almost two hours will glean many of the little bits and bobs. And they tried to fix that with the restat balancing, but there's a few specs that are out there that still do that. Even th there's a weird issue that's slowly developing with the way that we scale so linearly every all of us all the dps of the yeah. game because my recent sims that i just put together like i just got convergence of fates i got a really high level um frond and i was like okay well let's you know update my simcraft and my pawn and did it on live stream and then it kicks back out that haste is greater than agility now. So I'm in the same sort of boat where one of my secondaries welcome. is better. <laughs> well, welcome. Yes. Hi. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I will say it did get better. So before mm -hmm. the stat rework, I mean, I think DJ, I don't know if you remember, I think like haste was almost at 2.0 compared to intellect at one. Whoa, I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. Um, and it's definitely gone down a little now. I don't think things are getting higher than like 1.4 in most cases. So that's good. Um, so it's not as crazy as it used to be. So right. the, the problem is though, is that just because they changed the value of like secondary stats, so you needed more rating, it didn't actually affect it though. Like the ratio yeah. stayed the same. You just need, so instead of 10K haste, now you need like 14K, go for it, yeah. you know? <laughs> the, the relationships and ties with our stats are ever so present and if they fixed that, we'd have a new class at this point. So yeah. who knows? Well, the last thing I wanted to get into in sort of the introductory section here is that um, this is sort of a tidbit of what we talk about on the BTS podcast. But uh, I wanted to make sure when I was getting the information about these two gentlemen that one is named DJ Riff. One is named Public. 
But DJ Riff isn't a DJ. Public is. Can we talk about this? <laughs> Sorry. I used to be a DJ. He I did. did. Used to, right, he used right. To be, used, yeah. used to, okay, that's fair. I used I to mean, DJ for uh, Blade Radio on um, Guild Wars back when that was like ooh. the super popular. Yeah, I know. Um, used to sit in the like international district of Lions Arch and people would come to me and I'd do giveaways on stream, that kind of thing. And then I just haven't had time to get back into it. But I know Public does. Public does a pretty good show. Yeah, I just hang out Friday nights, local radio show. It's a lot of fun. I love it. So, How long have you been DJing then, Public? Uh, I mean, I really started back in high school. I had a friend that I DJed with and do, did a bunch of stuff with. And it's kind of just progressed as soon as I got into college, you know, kind of get a lot more opportunities to do things. And mm -hmm. uh it's slowed down a bit now. I mainly just do radio stuff, but um, I just like to chill out on Friday nights and have fun with it. So it's it's a fun time. My girlfriend thinks I'm crazy for wasting all that money on this equipment and gear and stuff, but hey, it's fun. So. And then, and then DJ, how long were you a DJ? Then how long uh, did that, that stint last? Uh, that lasted for two years, and then I actually got stationed somewhere else and just couldn't do the times anymore yeah. and didn't have the internet for it. It oh, happens. Fair enough, but uh, I guess we'll break into the first. Uh, this, it's so. I, I, in the preamble, I said that, that it, Shadow has come a long way, and it has had a very interesting beta to launch to seven one five patch cycle. And I would say you're probably at, at like a year plus later are in a really good spot, at least for like talent diversity and the way the spec plays and like the whole rework that it worked on. But Originally, there was this little talent that sort of determined everything. So I want to talk about the rise and fall of Surrender to Madness. And uh, basically, ah, in a VH1 yes. style, where is it now? <laughs> Bottom of the barrel, don't take it. <laughs> Unless what? you're on deep farm. <laughs> Surrender to what? What's that spell again? Can you... Yeah. Can, I, can you read me the tooltip? I don't remember. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, it says, uh, I'll, I'll do that right now, actually. Sure. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, so Surrendered Madness was like cookie-cutter go-to for everything talent, all throughout Emerald Nightmare, all throughout Trials of Valor. Blizzard obviously hated it. I think most of the DPS community hated it because yeah. they hated seeing where we were on Warcraft logs and all that kind of stuff. And um, Blizzard tried to fix it, like, 10 times and <laughs> I, I think it's now in a place where it's interesting but for the most part it's not really used in most cases so uh, I mean TLDR it used to be cookie cutter take it all the time now it's like you can take it for farm if you want to cheese some rankings on short fights but yeah. you know that's about it I don't know. well and then there was the whole uh, star auger you know, yep. class stacking thing to push that back on progression in the race. Mm, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah, we like, talked about this last night a little bit. It was kind of like a, it's like an, it's supposed to be an execute talent, you know? Sure. But it's, uh, it never really was back then. So I think that is one clear difference where it, they tried to shift it more into a, this should be something you take when you want execute damage, like, um, you know, Star Augur, which is kind of what they wanted for, before the nerf, of course. So. Yeah, because it was kind of, I mean, it wasn't, certain of Madness itself just wasn't the Execute. It obviously, coupled with other things, the same thing too. Like, would you, like, Twist of Fate, I would assume, would definitely fall into play when you would, you know, use certain of Madness as well. I mean, the big thing that comes to mind, to me, is that the top guilds stacking all the Shadow Priests in Legion Tier Zero. 
I mean, it was what three or four on every early Helia kill mythic. Like, yeah. you just could not kill her without Shadow Priests. And that so. was Helia was a weird case though, because I think that was less because of surrender. And I think they even some guilds brought Shadow Priests that didn't have their artifact very high, just yeah, purely for mass to spell. Right, right. And I think I think even then some of them didn't even use Surrender to Madness because it, they were pretty much just there for the mass to spell part of it. So, yep. which was a cool way to to see. And I think. Um, we've definitely been on kind of a roller coaster with talents, but yeah. Well, it wasn't just a spell either, like the phase two part of Helia, where you're really strong with all the tentacles and everything. Ten yeah. Well, of course, tentacles. Why not? Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that, well that, of course, that was the exploit that Shadow Priests were doing on Helia, which may or may not have influenced progression a bit, so... <laughs> yeah, that was a that was an awkward situation. Well, that was a the period of time right after Nightmare, and then where then TOV comes out, and we're like, all right, what's going to be the new you know flaming garbage fire in this next little raid? And then of course yeah. we're like, okay, nothing happening on Odin, nothing happening on Guarm, and like the day that we're on Helia, we're like all these little bugs and making her not breathe and turning her to put all the slimes in one spot and Shadow Priest having like basically infinite void form. It just yep. kept going and going and going and going and going. Yeah. Thankfully, Nighthold hasn't had any problems for the most part um, yeah. in terms of, you know, big, you know, Helia things, I think. So... Well, there is there is the one bug on Spellblade. Spellblade, yeah. I think it's yeah. fixed now. Um, there was so there's know. a there's a bug on Spellblade. I haven't seen a whole lot cropping up recently, but there's a spot in because Spellblade can just roam wherever, right? Right. On the stairs leading up to Tychondrius, there's a spot that actually causes you to go into fatigue. And while you're in fatigue, like while that's ticking down, your resources don't drain. Ah. Uh. Yep. So for most classes, that doesn't matter. You know, it's like, oh, my mana doesn't drain. You know, like, who cares? Not a big deal. But for a Shadow Priest, you just put your dots up on the target, go into void form, and then you just sit in this corner. You don't even have to DPS things because your dots will just, you know, keep ticking on the target forever and ever. And it, uh... yeah, so that was interesting. Um, yeah. Hmm. But I, I mean, don't obviously think... it's an exploit and invalidates yeah. logs. Probably get yes. banned for it. Like I yes. wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Don't don't. If it looks and feels like an exploit, it's probably an exploit. Yeah. Yep. So, but no. Other than that, I think we've we've seen a pretty clean tier. Um, unfortunately, no. you know, with surrender to madness dropping out of the limelight, we've kind of just gotten a new cookie cutter talent to replace it with mm. Legacy of the Void. But um, I think it's definitely opened the class up to a lot of people because Surrender to Madness used to be something that was kind of harder for newer players to get into. Um, and then, but the nice thing with it, it had a lot of, you know, mastery to it, which is the part that I think a lot of us enjoyed about it. So, yeah. I guess that, that brings up sort of a two-part situation now where, like, what is the current situation with Shadow Priests in the Nighthold and then how do they stack up against the other ranged DPS? Because, I mean, the last time I checked, I don't have this pulled up right now as a resource, but last time I looked, at least for the most part, um, I'll actually grab that real quick because now I'm doubly curious. The um, overall balance in this expansion is rather close. So if I just plot this over here real quick. Um, yeah, so I'm just putting... I think, yeah, oh, Nighthold is close for sure. Um, there yeah. was a problem before with Surrender. But yeah, I think we're 
it's all in a pretty good spot, to be honest. There's still, yeah, so Nighthold 75th percentile mythic. All bosses over two weeks, you're still a third best right now. But even if you're, like, arguably not the egregious one, because Frost, DKs, and Fury Warriors are definitely getting some nerfs in the upcoming patch here, and Shadow Priest is slight. Uh, if you're at 90%, and the worst DPS is 846 I mean, that's like not even a 6%, barely a 6% golf. It's yeah. not really a big, it's not a big deal at all. Yeah. No, it's not. And like the, the thing about Shadow is there's, there are fights in there that we are insanely strong at. Like um, Tychondrius is one of our really good fights. Gul'dan is another really good fight. But then there's fights where we're not so good. And like Krosis is our worst fight, hands down. Yep. And constantly, you know, I know public gets it. I get it. I get a lot of questions like, hey, I, I'm not doing good on Krosis. I'm getting crushed on Krosis. Like, well, it's, it's our weak spot. Like, yeah. But, I mean, in terms of how we're doing overall with other range, like, Warcraft logs said we're doing good. Not everybody logs. Not everybody does all of that. So, sure, I mean, you got to sure. take it with a grain of salt. But overall, I feel we're doing really well. Definitely, you know, top level of the mid of the pack overall for all dps right right i think there's also to make sure this comes up i know that someone brings up in chat like um have bracers on top of the world no bracers good luck have fun we'll go through all the legendaries of course in the future but there's also sort of a sleeper op that is definitely utilized a lot more often on higher ed mythic fights at least from like the in the area of like where i'm progressing where you four heal most of the time because you want that extra extra damage. But then if you have a Shadow Priest or two, we have one Shadow Priest in particular, our coordinator, that runs with the legendary helm and then runs yep. Sand Lane and has a wicked extra healing cooldown. And that's mm -hmm. not to be discredited that the utility of Nightly Master Spell and that, yep. not many other DPS bring something of that magnitude. Yeah, these shamans are close, right? With uh, AG, if that's still a thing. Only if they can AoE at the same time. Yeah. Mm. So if, if yeah, they I mean, can chain the, lightning nonsense, it's not bad. But a Vampiric Embrace is still really strong. That's the nice thing. We do have that spell. The only issue with Vamp Embrace, as kind of like you're saying, where Shamans have to AoE to get a lot of use out of it. Mm -hmm. If we pop Vamp Embrace and we're just at the beginning of our Void Form, or even worse, we're not even in Void Form, it does like nothing. Sure. Um so like there, it's kind of a it's got to be popped at the right place and you got to be at the right spot because I mean if you're not in void form the helm doesn't even do anything and but if you're in void form I right. mean you can get like you, it's huge I mean it's it's a healing cooldown which is really nice and the mm -hmm. we can I think we're talking about this later but in seven two it's actually receiving a a buff to actually help our damage throughput which is actually putting the the legendary kind of middle of the pack with all of our legendaries kind of like where pride is sits in that area. Um, so it's actually a, even more valuable than just the healing cooldown in 7-2. So well, you, that'll be nice. Yeah. You, you bring up 7-2 and stuff like that. Well, we, that's the next, definitely the next little bit to go over is 7-1-5 changes. And then, of course, 7-2 on the horizon. Let me see if I can bring up the hover on MMO Champions front page for that. Because if you aren't familiar with what's happening in the patch coming up, is that a lot of Blizzard is basically redoubled down on trying to get the legendaries to not feels bad man dot gif. So <laughs> there are utility the utility legendaries either have extra secondary stats or some throughput 
Whereas the pure throughput ones are obviously just throughput and a number of them are all getting nerfed. Um, across, like a lot of them are being toned back down again. So you brought up the helm. Let me see. The helm is uh, 3% shadow damage while in void form, I think, or is yeah. that just across the board? Yeah, yeah just while in void form. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, so that's adding on to our current multipliers. So I believe void form gives you a base 20% increase to shadow damage. Um, yeah. And if you take the legacy of the void talent, you get an extra 5%. Um, so this new 3% is added on top of that as well. So And then you have, you know, uh, either 54 golden trait, you know, or the uh, Legion of the uh, Concordance. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or whatever it's called. Yeah, new gold. The 10% or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on top yeah. of the five percent. Yep. There's definitely a number. Well, because they were sort of they're simplifying the multipliers, right? So the whole Paragon system is we keep the five percent, and then everyone gets a new 10 ten percent damage, ten percent stamina. We're all actually losing a lot of HP in the patch, but we're gaining a little bit, 05 percent more. Yep. Um, so we'll have to see how that really fares. But I guess the other major things you guys have a list and. There's a huge post on how to priest about all the different changes you guys had. One of the most like major bits from 7.15 that fixed or helped or tweaked how Shadow Priest works. I mean, like I think of one thing off the top of my head is that you're, you're Mind Seer, right? Like the, the base build of that is now in, you know. Uh, you guys, hey, the size is <laughs> so real, but I remember talking to Twintop years ago about how it should be like that. Like, why do you have two spells and one is just, uh, whatever. But yeah, walk me through, yeah. like, what, how does that, how did everything I, work for 715? So I think 715 brought a lot of very interesting interactions. Um, we have a lot more, we have more choice in our talents. There's still some rows that are kind of just, you take this forever, no matter what. Um so that was kind of nice. We had some drain rework changes, and you know, there's pretty much the fall of surrender was seven one five. Um, and and I think the the mind seer change was just kind of, uh, I think it put a bad taste in some people's mouths. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like a too little, too late situation in a lot of ways. Um, we kind of got used to using it in cer- certain situations. I know a lot of people hate, you know, like clearing old content is a pain in the butt now without mind seer because we just have to like dot everything or shadow crash or something like that but i think as a well i think i think (laughs) as a whole the mind seer change is nice and i do like it there's just some weird quirks with some things that are still left in the game um mainly speaking the the twins legendary ring that we have is just kind of a there's a very weird you know interaction with that and our new mind seer which is still in the game but not really and it's yeah. So, so for those of you that didn't know, Mind Seer is still in the game. It's just a passive to Mind Flay now. Um, a fun lot fact. Of, a lot of people might, you know, scoff at that. Like, well, of course it is. You will not believe the number of times I have had somebody ask me that. Like, yeah. oh, Mind Seer's gone from the game. No, it's actually not. But it's like, still there. Like, yeah, okay, they got they got rid of it. And you know, you bought you brought up that Twin Top said years ago that Mind Seer should have been gone, and years ago it should have been. But the problem is back then, we didn't have insanity. We didn't have void form. Mm -hmm. And what Mindseer does now is, like, crap in comparison to what old Mindseer did. You can't target a friendly, so you can't just throw it on the tank while he just runs into a pack and just, you know, maintains your void form. Or, you know, you can't 
do old world content. You can't maintain an insanity outside of combat if you're not in void form by just casting it on a friendly person, which was something that, you know, you kind of did with Shadow Orbs back when, you know, in uh, Warlords of Draenor. Hmm. So, so it's I a mean, lot of just weird changes that kind of didn't really hurt our damage in a lot of ways, but, like, it just, I said, like, bad taste on our mouths, like, the play style changes that just, I don't know, it was just kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. It was a big thing. Um, I, I'm just going over it. I think the other things, I mean... Uh, we had some, like I said, the big talent changes were, you know, Legacy of the Void receiving significant buffs to that. Right. Um, it's probably the biggest thing that happened in 715, apart from what I just mentioned. Uh, so it can now be cast at 65 Insanity, does a little bit more damage on top of that. So um, I think that worked out. There's some weird math things, because I think this was also the patch where they, like, lowered, since secondary stats changed, they also had to add, like, huge modifiers to everyone's damage. Um, and I think Shadow has a, got a huge one compared to other classes because of how reliant on secondaries we were. But um, that's that's most of it. And then um, they changed yeah. they changed other talents too. Like they changed Shadow Word Void. Not that we ever take it, but they did that. They <laughs> yeah. they introduced a new talent, uh, Misery, which yep. replaced Shadow Crash, and then Shadow Crash replaced Mind Spike, which was finally removed from the game, and that Thank was goodness. a terrible spell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, they, they shifted our talent tree around a little bit, and then they were talking about nerfing Mass Hysteria again. And I remember from the beta, then they did it, and then there was a nerf, I think, right before um, Emerald Nightmare came out to where, like, Shadow Priestess got their legs cut out from under them, and the whole community went nuts. Great like, though. people went to the forums, the like, MMO yeah. champion went crazy. It was... And people were, like, threatening to re-roll everything else that people actually did. But Yeah, overall, they, like, they announced it on Friday, and, like, all throughout the entire weekend was just rage the entire time. And they came back Monday morning and were like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <April> fools. <laughs> we'll put it back. Um, which I think kind of goes to show you, you know, Shadow is kind of in a delicate state right now. Blizzard has a lot of knobs that they can mess with Shadow, but yeah. I mean, even if you change something just a little bit, it can just go off the rails for us in either direction, which is kind of scary in a way, but luckily we are in an amazing spot in Nighthold right now. So There's... The, the, the way that you bring that up and the way the community reacted to those sort of things, I, I thought, at least from the outside looking in, I mean, we're in a, a situation right now... Oh, gosh... David's got something in chat about meme spike. Um, there, <laughs> there seems to be, because in 7.1.5 for enhancement, I put together this huge post detailing the four major problems. Just four. One me, gameplay mechanic, and then three talents being a problem with enhancement. And then now in 7.2, there's a giant double Google document that's up about gearing, mechanic, gearing and mechanics for enhancement. Really well written by WordUp and Rusa. And... Yep. But, like, the enhancement community doesn't really, like, freak out. We had no, like, huge voice, it feels like. But I don't know what it... At least from my side of the thing. It seems like the, you know, the, the mage community, when they were freaking out and going crazy, they had a, this big, big voice. The Shadow Priest, same thing. But but I'll give it to Shadow Priest. Even in my beta testing, I was reporting things that should have been, like, that didn't get fixed for, like, six months into the expansion now, right? So... Mm -hmm. But 
do you think that Blizzard has to, like, does there need to be this gigantic outcry from a quarter of the community before they actually do something? Because, like, all we got in 715 for enhancement was they did the wrong thing to Boulder Fist, the wrong thing to Ascendance, like, they did nothing. Whereas, like, yeah. Arcane Mage, Frost Mage, Shadow Priest, you guys get so many sweeping changes. But, like, is that just because yeah. the... I mean, yeah, warlocks get brought up, but warlocks have—I mean—they're they're their own special snowflakes over in some dark corner. I, I think I think Blizzard has admitted that they're just you know backburdering warlocks for like a long time because they don't know how to fix it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think with Shadow it was kind of a special case in Legion specifically because of all the huge masses of people that switched to Shadow in Legion because. Right. In my opinion, effectively, Shadow Priest is like a new spec in Legion. Um, yeah. With the way insanity, I mean, it's it's a whole new ball game. So it's kind of like Demon Hunter in a way that you know they're still kind of figuring out how it works, and that's so true for Shadow right now. Um, so I think they kind of had their ear to everything already for us, and I think that was part of it. I know. Um, so I don't know, and I think you could also make the argument that you know with Emerald Nightmare and us being as strong as we were at the time, there was just so many people rolling to Shadow from other range specs. And I think Blizzard obviously noticed that to some degree. Um, so I don't know. There's definitely a, a bit of an issue with communication, I think. But I'm not sure how to fix it, to be honest. I just don't know what kind of systems or or feedback loop or, or way to communicate with them. Because it's obviously a lot of static. Yeah. And that's fine. Cool. But it does sort of seem, at least depending on what sort of what what camp you're in, like what spec, what what um, uh, what what class and spec camp you're in, that the the ones that cry out the most, like I'm gonna put marksman hunters on blast here for a moment, they had oh some pretty God. sweeping changes of one five, but then like three hot fixes later, oh look, they're back at the top of the DPS charts again, and their playstyle might feel like uh ish now, but. They still they got they got nerf 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 then buff buff buffed, so like what yeah. happened like what what was the point of any of that? Well, they they use their internal simcraft tool that they have, mm. or you know, so they say they have. I mean, stop stop. I think the main problem is just they're doing things too late. I think crucially, I think that is the only problem because hmm. we've mentioned a lot of these problems, you know, back in beta, back at the start of Legion. And I think instead of fixing them early on when we could still iterate over things and test things, they kind of push things out a little fast. Um, right. No doubt because right. of how Warlords went and that kind of thing. And I think a lot of Legion fixes have just been a lot of band aids to try and make things better for now, where they're just going to plan to do bigger things in the next expansion or Maybe. something. I, I I don't know. I think they're I honestly I think they're still figuring it out too because with the whole yeah. patch cycle changing with Ian taking over uh, the ship and everything, yeah. I mean it's kind of all up in the air. So I don't know. And because we have like 7.2.5 that will be coming yep. um pro- probably on PTR as soon as 7.2 launches. Oh yeah. With more class changes and all kinds of stuff. So I, I don't know. Who knows? It's not saying I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom on this whole topic. I'm not trying to like just bash Blizzard or go. Ha- I, I did 
so much beta testing. I mean, all of my work was archived. All of my videos are online. You can see all the, the time stamped and all the like overall hours I put into beta to try to like, from my perspective with help of chat to try to like figure this stuff out as well. But there's, there's so many more good things than bad. It's just problem that the, the bad things are just really like awkward thorns in all of our, you know, collective sides that we're all yeah, just hoping yeah. get, you know, plucked out and fixed and, and heal before, you know, we're, we're barely into this expansion. Le like Legion yeah. tier one is right now. We still have tier two and tier three. Supposedly. So, well, you I know, mean, they better not change that. Point. Uh, I don't know. I'm, you bring I up a really interesting point, though. In, like, and we, we kind of talked about this last night, you know, with beta and with everything else. And you, you, you speak about time. A lot of top-end guilds have quit. Like, just straight up quit. And then Warlords of Draenor, like, there wasn't enough to do. And then it's like they dialed the, uh, the knob to 11 and said, here's Legion. Now you're always going to have stuff to do. And you're going to do it endlessly. Otherwise, you won't be competitive. But it's optional. So, <laughs> but it's so optional. Like, so, just trigger the but, chat like fifty times over. I think. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like, I I personally hate farming Mythic Plus, but I have to. And you know, there's there's better things I would like to do with the game. And somebody in chat mentioned about you know, okay, it's not just skills and spells and balancing of that kind of stuff that they're laid on. You know, it's also like technical stuff. But on the flip side, they also do a lot of good things too. Mm -hmm. I mean, like. Yeah, we got we have flying coming in some point too, which is fantastic. Yep. Uh, we got the class mounts coming, all the new brawls that are coming. Like I'm looking forward to more of the fun stuff, but at the same time, I have so much farming to do when seven two hits for all these new traits that I'm not gonna have time to do it for like another three months, it's, and that doesn't feel good. It's almost like the show notes are right in front of you, and the next topic is these new traits. So, you're, you're talking about the new traits. I'll bring them up on screen right now here. If you haven't been uh, keeping up on everything like that, the artifacts are basically being reset in a way. Now, WoWDB, for whatever reason, there's like a cash problem. It doesn't show that all these three of threes are actually four of fours. So, unfortunately, these are also going to be four of fours. But, uh, I so think you have to, I think on WoWDB, you have to click every trait and then the four of fours unlock. Yep. Oh my god, every single one of them, really? Well, at least yeah. the first 34, or 34. Yeah, yeah, I have Yeah, I have everything clicked. It's just for whatever reason. It's, so it's the chat knows. Anything <laughs> yeah. that's 3 of 3 goes to 4 of 4, yep. right? And then you have these new break-off traits. You have the Darkness of the Conclave, which is essentially your Paragon trait. You get refunded for 19 points of your Darkening Whispers. You only have one point in this now. It'll be 5%. And then you get 10% damage, 10% stamina in here. And then you've got your uh, your Fiending Dark, Mind Quickening, Lash of Insanity, and then the new Concordance of Legion Fall. Which, this is recent in this last build that you're new, like, essentially, if you don't know what this is, chat, like, be real. It's just a weapon enchant that scales over time with artifact power. That's all it is. But anyway. Yeah. Yours just changed to versatility? Instead of int? What? <laughs> At least, I, I mean, it's uh, it might be broken, but it's supposed to be like int, right? It's int. Yeah, it's yeah, int, it's right? It, okay, good. It, Perfect. It's I think, primary stat. It's the same yes. for all classes. Yeah. If they made it versatility, I'm not farming it. I'm, no. I'm looking at a few other specs and classes, and it looks like on WoWDB they're all showing his versatility, yeah. but yeah. I'll, we'll, we'll see when it comes live. We haven't had an announcement yet, I don't think, so... 
yeah. who knows? Verse for tanks and main stats for all those. That's why I was pretty sure. Yeah, that's yeah. It's I just the database error. But yeah, yeah, so your new your new traits, and just for a little math keeping here, if you have fifty-four in your weapon, like if I roll this back just for you know argument's sake, if you have fifty-four traits in your weapon when you log into the patch, at fifty-one you get four new traits, and at fifty-four you only have like seventy-five percent towards your next. So essentially, yeah. you want to be at fifty-one minimum, and then you can grab your new darkness of the conclave and other things. You guys actually gave me a a sheet I can bring up here. Let me bring this up real quick. So yeah, walk me through like the new the new traits and whatnot. Who wants to tackle this one? And if you have anything really important to discuss about the new traits on the horizon, go for it, bro. All right. Um, so I think. Blizzard's trying to fix something with Shadow with the new traits that, in most people's opinion, doesn't really need to get fixed. Um, we can see a lot of emphasis going in all of 7.2 into uh, Shadow Fiends and Mindbender. Uh, so right away you see our first new trait is affecting the duration of that. So I think the tooltip's wrong. We've, we just found this out, I think, last night. Um, and WoWDB and other resources are showing that uh, Shadow Fiend gets increased by four and a half seconds per trait, and then Mindbender is only one second. Um, on live, it, on, on PTR rather, it looks like they're both four and a half seconds um, yeah. for now. So, which is getting a lot of power getting bumped into Mindbender. So we might see some more competition with that talent, which we haven't taken for most of Legion so far. Uh, so that's interesting. I don't know. I think one thing to note here is that it doesn't really... It's not going to change a whole lot other than the Mindbender as a talent part. Um, and then we get this new weird passive called Mind Quickening, which is a thing. Uh, Void yeah. Torrent's giving us 800 haste to us and four allies for 15 seconds. Yeah. I, it, sh it should be a gold. Like, I don't understand why it's not a gold. I don't know. Yeah. It's so weird. I, thankfully, I think in an earlier build, it was uh, 800 haste to like the four nearest allies. So thankfully, it looks like it's just random now. So four random members of the raid will get this, which is nice. So we don't have people, you know, stacking on top of us during the raid. But again, I mean, it's it's pretty boring. It's only 800 haste. It's really not that much to fret over. So it's kind of just a, in a way, it's kind of just a group buff. In a sense, I think there's one for each secondary stat getting added to the various classes. Yeah. So, but only on certain artifacts, though. Only on certain specs. Correct. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then our new gold trait, which is Last of Insanity, which does a decent amount of damage from testing that we've done. Um, uh, it's so our Void Tendrils, which is another gold trait, um, now generate insanity when they are casting. Which is cool, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. the, the thing to note is that it's just a little boring for us because there's this doesn't give us any inter interaction with anything. It's just a gold trait buffing another gold trait. We can't control it. It's just a, here, have this kind of thing. Which is fine. I mean, that's kind of what all of our gold traits are. Um, so I guess yeah, in a way... Hysteria. Yeah, yeah Mass Hysteria is a little... It's a snowflake, but um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think the important thing to note here that's going to be really impactful for Shadow is that we're getting a fourth rank in our dots, right. which is huge. Um, if you don't know, uh, your dots do like 50% plus of your damage on most fights, which is pretty ridiculous. So, I mean, this is a 
that's probably the one of the better parts about this is that we're getting even more damage from the four four rank. So that's something to note as well. So. Yeah, like I'll, I'll bring up out here again. This will be available, of course, on How to Priest. It's probably already in your Discord channel, so you can find it there. But you guys are sort of figuring out the the, the hierarchy, and this every single spec's gonna be doing this, of course, because again, fifty one or above, you get four new traits right when the the patch drops with your Paragon uh, AP that gets refunded. So obviously, you're gonna go and grab your new ten ten talent, and then where your next two or three go. And then we're the next leveling path again, kind of like what we were doing in the beginning expansion. So definitely keep up on on that and see how those uh, work over time. And of course, hopefully, hopefully the game is not balanced around the concordance of Legion Fall because it's relatively minor yeah. and pretty insignificant. The first point is nice, but then like the next 25 points are so infinitesimally small that you need to almost triple its effectiveness for it to be in it. So it's, hopefully it doesn't matter, yeah. It's yeah. something like 500 trillion AP. Like, have fun farming, yes. Yeah, I'm going to be I'm gonna be at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be at the bar on your phone with your Legion app, making sure you're doing your AP quests at least though, right? Oh my gosh. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. But, right here. Do it all the time. But, uh, so I guess... With that out of the way, there's really nothing that's like... I think that what Blizzard is doing with the new traits, other than that the 404s, which are all pretty much like the big ones, uh, and the new gold circle, but basically they just wanted to, to tune up everything a little bit. Like how, how much is a 10% sort of buff if you get everything on every yeah. class? And they sort of found all their numbers and their internal goggly goobly gook and they like okay well if we give them this 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 and this then there you go and it's just yep. they're all really sort of very minor over the course yep. but it is something we have to you know keep progressing so we can't we can't be mad about this team just we've asked for this ourselves we wanted end game character progression that wasn't just gear so here yeah. it is here it is playing. wow not diablo yeah. Well, um, <laughs> so I guess the last bit of this before we go to like the mid-show commercial break and then come back and get nitty-gritty, you talked about one bug earlier, but are there any other major bugs or other tomfoolery bits and pieces with Shadow Priest right now that you are willing to, to discuss and go over or at least alert fellow Shadow Priests of in the community? I don't know who has, who has what. There's... There's one uh, that comes to mind right now, and it has to do with the uh, Legendary Belt and Mind Blast. Okay. And sometimes you just won't be able to cast Mind Blast, even though it's off cooldown and ready to go. There's some weird glitch Yay. with the server, and yeah, it's we don't know exactly why it happens. It just does, and it doesn't fix itself until you exit Void Form, which is terrible. And then it also happens outside of Void Form. Which is really weird, yeah. yeah. Then there's, uh, sometimes there's a hiccup with latency when it comes to the insanity drain, since it's calculated on the server side rather than the client side. So uh, a couple of times I've had this happen to me. You'll be at the very end of your insanity bar and Void Tar will have just come off cooldown. You'll cast it and you won't be in Void Form. So you might as well just cancel it. Oh no! Yeah, it's, 
Yep. Yeah. Ha- happens a lot. I did yeah. a Mythic Plus guide video thingy, and it happened like four times in the video footage that I used. And I didn't even know it. I just, you know, plugged in footage. But, I mean, it happens quite a lot. So, yeah, I mean, Insanity is a little complicated. So, there is that. Uh, I think the only other thing that I'd highlight other than uh, those two things, um, it's not necessarily a bug or things like that, but something to keep in mind, um, I know people have talked about the Legendary Ring a lot being pretty bad um, and having like weird interactions and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it is it still is getting a decent amount of use in high-end Mythic bosses uh, purely because of how important add damage can be. Uh, so, for instance, on Mythic Gul'dan, you know, the eyes are pretty important, just as they are on the other difficulties. Um, so a lot of people are using the Twins Ring and essentially not using Mind Flay at all until the eyes come out to then use Mind Flay immediately and get your dots on them as fast as possible. So, um, which is pretty, it's it's a challenging thing to pull off because Mind Flay is an integral part of our rotation for staying in Void form. But, I mean, people can do it for, you know, 20 plus seconds you just like spam shadow word paint as your filler, which is really weird and really clunky. But you know, people are doing it to make it to make Gul'dan work. So hmm. it's probably the only thing I can really bring up. I think Tychondris is also also uses that a little bit. You can use it on Spellblade too and that kind of thing. So yes, the ring is super weird and has a weird interaction, but it does have a small place, I guess. So okay, we should be spamming Vamp Touch, not Shadow Word Pain, if you're not moving though. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, then, like, tomfoolery? Uh, just to fade a bit of tomfoolery, like, Croesus, if your raid is really, really bad with adds, Shadow Priest can be amazing. <laughs> but, yeah. like, if your healers can keep up. Just because yeah. you can get so much, like, Twist of Fade up time, which is 15% more damage on top of everything else, it can get a little insane. Especially if you're allowed to pad, dots tick with the two-piece, giving you more insanity. It just, it goes, it gets a little out of control sometimes. Like, I've hit 55 stack void forms on um, Chronomatic and all, and all uh, what, second boss. Yeah, it's the uh, same thing kind of with Tychondrius. Tychondrius is a little... Kind of the same thing. Um, so if you're looking at damage on Tychonis, you're like, wow, how are these guys doing, you know, millions of DPS? Uh, they just they stack the bloods on Tychondrius and just pad all day yep. long. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. So I think that's where you get a little bit of a hate from other classes because they see that stuff and it's yeah. pretty... I don't know. It's not really helping you kill the boss, but it looks good on the meters, so people do well, there's, it. There's some sort of a back and forth on that, too, because, say, like, Mythic Botanist, for example, if anyone's progressing on that, or you can put Mythic Tychondries in the same sort of bubble to a degree, but when I was progressing on it for a while before we finally got the kill, like, two, three sets ago, something like that, we, everyone always were at, was asking in the chat, like, why... You know, why is your Frosty K that's destroying it? Or why is your Shadow Priest just, like, way up there? And I was like, well, two things. First, Whack has shoulders and bracers. Second, you can cross-dot everything, essentially, uh, to funnel more damage into the kill target. Like, to make sure that the damage that is priority is where your has to be your main focus. Like, I'm doing... I was weaving a lot of Crash Lightnings on that fight because I'm putting the 18 or 24% more Storm Strike damage into the kill target. Only a few specs get that benefit. The yeah. 
the side of that is if you're like a fury warrior and you're you wear the whirlwind belt and you're whirlwinding but almost all of it is hitting mobs that don't matter or if you're a frost dk right now of course you're running breath of sundergosa mm -hmm. but so much of that breath damage is wasted it looks good on logs or it looks good on at least meters but it's it's wasted right yeah, chat comes bring up volley from hunters. Unless there's ads yeah. near the boss, volley is hitting two targets that don't matter. So that's it. That is just considered just fluff pad damage. But Shadow Priest are one of the few specs in the game that gain single target from AOE, like I do yeah. as enhancements. So I think Truliax is also a pretty good example of that. Um, oh, where, the... The, where the scrubbers come out. Yep. yep. I think that's yep. probably the biggest one because, you know, when we're killing Truliax, I'll hit a million DPS pretty easily, you know, but my actual boss damage is like 700k or something like that. Yep. But doing that and hitting the scrubbers, because I have the wrist, because I'm taking AS as a talent, the two-piece, uh, not really, kind of, um, is pumping more damage into the boss. Theoretically, um, of course, you'll get people that, you know, just do it for the giggles. But yeah, right. that's a, we do have a lot of ways to make our single target better. And I think the wrists play a pretty decent uh, role in that for sure so. right so just make sure because this is a thing that people get trapped in i get marks hunters kind of have this now with trick shot because it, like automatically aoe's all the time so there are some things that you see in scada or details or whatnot because logs i think for the most part that all gets filtered out on a fight by fight basis but yep. the specs that actually do gain from it there's a couple of them are usually doing it right but everyone else needs to make sure you're on the on the right targets, people. Okay, on the right yeah. targets. Yeah, we need uh, to kill the boss, you know? Yeah. You're not going <laughs> to get loot or any ranking. Damage. Yeah. Boss is dead, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But anything else on that before we uh, take a short little break? I'm going to plug some things and come back and then we'll get get a little more detailed in gear and, and stat weight stuff with that. We, we good? Anything else you think of? I think I'll, I'll tease something real quick. Someone in chat was oh. mentioning they're being sad about not having the wrists. Um... In, they are they are getting nerfed, um, so they're not going to be as ridiculously insane as they are right now. So don't feel too sad if you don't have them. It's not not a game changer as much. So although you got the shoulders and belt though, hang on to those. Yeah, yeah. Tell we'll, talk, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so cool. Sounds That's good to me. Yeah. Well, alrighty then. Well, we're gonna take a quick little moment so I can plug some things and get you guys some updates, of course, on everything like that. If you are, are new to the show, of course, it does go up on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. You can do the audio-only versions. Of course, you can find the audio-only stuff over at the website as well at finalboss.tv. They're all either little Stitcher app is right here. You can, again, just search for them on Google Play Music or iTunes, or you can listen to them right on the website as well. Then, of course, everything is also brought over and put on YouTube. So you can go check out the YouTube page for all of the actual just cut shows. They're all bookmarked as well. So if you want to jump around to certain different parts of that, those are there as well. And if you are curious, because we're talking about the, uh, the Twins ring, uh, this is on purpose. This is the, uh, the Aridar Twins shirt that was put together by Faye Bellina. And uh, if you'd like it. And you want to support what I do here on the show, as well as the Exorcist shirt is also live as well. The Demon Within shirt, which is a very different design we've done before. These are all available on the official Design by Humans shop. Oh, there they are. The little Aridar twins down there by Fabelina. 
But we've got tank top shirts, baseball tees, hoodies, different cuts of each, different, you know, all the different things on there. You can go and customize the color and the backdrops and the, the cut of the shirt if you'd like. And uh, support what I'm doing, what I'm doing here and keep the show rolling if you would like to do that in a physical way. But that's, they're super adorable. Fabelina did six different shirts. We have Illidan, Little Ragnaros, the Eridar Twins, and there's a little, little Arthas right there too. You can go check all those out on the page. And additionally, if you have not heard the, uh, the BTS podcasts that are up on Patreon, those of course are at the, uh, the $5 tier or more, those sort of go up. They're not, every show is not going to have one, but for all the spec shows, I'm trying to make sure there are ones for all of those. It's like the unscripted sort of back end, sort of behind the scenes look. Uh, the next time I'm going to be shows, there was a poll that went out on Twitter. So the next shows coming up are Holy Discipline Priest. Yes, they're still going to be put together, smooshed together because they're both just a healing priest. But you can check the channel guide for all the links to discords and of course all the past shows and sort of where the, the scheduling for that is. And then we're going to sort of squish the priests between Demon Hunter. So Vengeance Demon Hunter is going to be on the horizon after that. And then the entire month of April, essentially, will be Druid. So Druid, 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 Druid. We're going to do Druid History Month. So there'll be four episodes in a row, four Sundays in a row to get all of the Druid specs caught up with. So people have been asking me, like, when's Rat, when's Windwalker, etc., etc. But that's the the next, you know, six or seven weeks of shows are right there for you. Of course, details go out on Facebook and Twitter when that's all organized and, and put through. But that's sort of how how the show is working right now, just to kind of keep it moving forward so you know what's on the horizon. But it takes about nine to ten months to get through an entire cycle. So it just takes time, but, you know, it's not going anywhere. But if you were curious on the upcoming shows, that's that. But I'm going to reset my timer here and jump back over to my guests. Nerds, are you ready to go? Oh, DJ's. Not He's gone with yet. the void. He's gone with the void? He's turned to madness? Oh, no. He did. Now he's turned into sadness. Oh no. Okay. Yeah. That's totally fine. Well, we can start this up real quick. I'm going to bring up the, uh, I guess, all the stats. You've got a whole bunch of things that I can look right. at here. And I don't know which one I want to bring up first for stat weights. But if you want to bring up Shadow Priests and prioritization on secondary stats, public, want to start walking me through? Sure. Because this is a weird, yeah. this is a weird one. It's um yeah so we kind of I touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, secondaries have a very interesting place for shadow as most of them um, are always above intellect in value for us. Or if right. they're not above it, they're like right there. Um, so haste, crit, and mastery are all pretty much significantly above intellect in most situations. And then versatility kind of rides the wave, being almost exactly as valuable as intellect is for us. So with that being said, for the most part, haste is going to be our best stat. Now, there's a lot of caveats attached to that because of mainly how gearing works right now and also how Nighthold works because our tier 19 doesn't exactly have the best stats on it and our best legendaries don't exactly have the best stats on it. Um, notably, a lot of them are missing haste. Uh, so it's very normal for you know a priest that has tier 19 four-piece, is wearing the shoulders, is wearing the wrists, is kind of low on haste just like purely you. because... Yeah, like me. Like, I have stupid low haste, and everyone loves reminding me about it um, <laughs> Wow. every every day. But, um, you know, it's okay, because, you know, 
tier 19 four piece and those two best legendaries are very much worth it right now. So it's kind of a weird case of, you know, we really like haste, but you know, the state of gearing makes it kind of hard to get a lot of it. Um, in a perfect world, we want between 10 and 12 K haste. Um, again, that's a perfect world. So it's not super realistic to see that all the time. And then, after haste, we have a lot of really interesting interactions with both Critical Strike and Mastery. Most notably um, with our talent row, which is uh, Sandland, Auspicious Spirits, and Shadowy Insight. Shadowy Insight pretty much doesn't get used at, at, for the most part. Um, there's some cases where you could use it with the belt on pure single target, but for the most part, the choice is, do I pick Auspicious Spirits or do I pick Sandland? And we have a bunch of posts on how to priest kind of going over this because it's kind of a hard decision right now that's pretty specific to the gear that you're taking. Sandland favors having mastery while Auspicious Spirits favors having crit. Um, so there's kind of a little bit of op optimization that we try to help people with on, you know, after you get as much haste as you can, you know, do you take Sandland or Auspicious Spirits, which is kind of dependent on your crit. Um, so Anshland, who did a lot of these calculations, actually made a bot command in our Discord to figure out, you know, how much crit to mastery that you have, and then kind of spits out a, a number that essentially says, hey, you should probably be taking Sandland, or hey, you should probably be taking Auspicious Spirits. Hmm. The damage of which one is also dependent on your stats. So like in my case, I have decently high crit and decently high mastery, but um, because they're like so close together with each other, in my case, Auspicious Spirits does more damage. Um, but you know, in DJ's case or someone else, another Shadow Priest might have a good chunk of mastery. So then San Leon is better for them. So, which is kind of an interesting interaction um, with that. Um, we do kind of tell people we like San Leon better. Um, San Leon is a very much, it's a flat, you know, damage increase, there's no light gaming it, there's no RNG attached to it, it's just a, you know, your vampiric touch, you know, does more damage, which is a very constant thing. So it's kind of a more preferred situation, especially for something like progression. The damage output is much more consistent and that kind of thing. Um, DJ can probably highlight that a little bit in his Mythic Plus stuff that he does because in a Mythic Plus environment, having that consistency is really nice because yeah. on the flip side with auspicious spirits um the whole talent is you know dots can crit and a spirit flies out to hit the target and when the spirit hits the target with uh, the talent it gives us insanity back right but if the target dies the proc is useless so that's yep. kind of the the fun interaction and i think that's one of the reasons dj you can kind of talk about this if you want it's like the mythic plus sims were, were actually pretty valuable for us because you know figuring out how valuable auspicious spirits could be versus, you know, in practice, what we're actually seeing. So that's kind of a, the current dilemma, I guess you could say, with our stat weights is it's kind of a, you know, haste is amazing, get as much of it as you can. Right. And then after that, you know, just get as much of the other stats as you can. I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of people kind of get stuck in a tunnel of, you know, I'm just going to get as much. Haste. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's just stack haste forever because haste is great, which is somewhat of a problem that we had um before 715, when haste was like almost twice as better as intellect was, uh, right. which was kind of like, it didn't matter what the eye level gap was. If it had haste, you used it over yep. anything, which isn't really the case anymore. You know, if you have a piece that's like a 30 eye level upgrade, 
even though it doesn't have haste on it, it could still be better and probably is just because, you know, sheer eye level. Um, because even crit and mastery have a lot of value for us. So, so then, yeah, DJ, go ahead. Uh, generally, as a guideline, you know, we say for item pieces like non jewelry or trinkets, is, you know, as long as you're not losing 15 item levels, you know, between swapping between the pieces, even if it's like versatility mastery to, you know, for those terrible versatility stats, it's probably still going to be better than just because of the int increase on the item. Yeah. On the flip side, for jewelry, it's usually around 20 just because of the stat budget for the secondary stats on that. And, you know, even then, it really depends. Like, if you have a 1600 haste uh, ring, right, with mastery on it, and you get a, you know, a 40 item level increase that doesn't have haste on it, it's not necessarily an upgrade. And then that's when you would use a tool like Magic Sim to actually find out if it's going to do better DPS for you. So, I mean, like, it's there's a lot of intricacies that come into secondary stacks. And, you know, talking about Mythic Plus, like, just from a, a logic standpoint, AS is going to perform worse than SL just because targets are going to die and spirits won't have time to hit. Plus, you don't really need the insanity generation because stuff is stacked up so much that you can just get seer insanity generation and you'll be fine. Like, you're not going to get... Like, if a pack is living more than 40 seconds in, like, a Mythic 12, then you probably have some bad DPS in your group. So you have... You know? I wanted to bring up a few of these. I guess we didn't bring this one. I'll bring that one up a little bit later then. Because you have you have this chart, which I apologize to chat for this giant, like, black void that's behind these pictures. It's just kind of, like, the size of the picture. is That's, that's as big as it's going to be. But um, the... You have this chart you put together for SL and AS, and you have stacked weighted all the way up to 940 eye level gear, and this is sort of how the different pieces, I assume all your different legendaries, all stack up against these two talents that seem to really determine how, which is weird that they're not even like 100 talents anymore, that, that really determine yeah. this. It's, it's very much that it's... Sand Lane or Auspicious Spirits determined like they this is just the upgrade percentage and how big of an upgrade these legendaries are. But yeah. this is to show that there is some it's not super far apart across the board, but there definitely is, like you both said, there is some Well the reason the reason those like that whole row, like even talking about Shadowy Insight, the reason that you don't take Shadowy Insight is because it captures GCDs. You do not have enough to actually use it. Um, with the belt, kind of, but even then, it's a little sketchy to use. Yeah. And so, like, just based on Sane Lane and Auspicious Spirits, those two talents directly affect our dots. So the only talents that do affect our dots. None of the 100 talents do, not really, not, not in this kind of meaningful impact of a way. Sure. So... It, it really it depends on situation, you know, where the targets are going to be, like if they're going to be spread out, like in a raid environment, or how many the are casters. there? Yeah, That's, how many are yeah. there? How long are they going to live? Like everything comes into play. And that, you know, we'll get into it later when we talk about a good Shadow Priest versus a great Shadow Priest. And that's kind of why we spend just stupid amounts of time, you know, figuring out how this stuff works because. We have there's so many different variables that change in a raid environment, and for Shadow, you tweak one of those variables, whether it's a talent, whether you add movement, whether you add more targets, 
our stat weights, priority, I mean, everything changes based on that one little change, which is why we run like 18, you know, 36 sims just for one type of uh, a setup because, you know, things change so rapidly for us. And I think we're one of the few discords and, you know, class people that say don't sim yourself. Or if you do, be very, very careful. Um, because if you just look at, you know, patchwork sims for your class, it's going to have you do something totally different than what you should be doing on, say, Botanist or Tychondrius or even Gul'dan and that kind of thing. So um, we've kind of had that driving mission of, you know, uh, helping people out with that stuff, and which is, it, it makes things more complicated, but we also feel like we get better results out of it. So. That's a, that's a funny one because the enhancement reverse of that is sim yourself. Yeah, but yeah. because we all, everything is pretty much pretty linear and sort of arbitrary, and our simulation craft module is very up to date. But then, yeah, the flip flop is that is that Shadow Priest then is don't sim yourself because you guys have yep. the <laughs> you have things to figure that out. That's funny. But yeah, mm -hmm. so real quick to go over uh, tier nineteen right now. Your tier nineteen set bonus you have currently. Uh, what pieces are you ignoring? So what four? are the priority for those that are gearing the tier 19 uh, right now, DJ? Oh, that's, that's a complicated question. question. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and the problem is, like, we have six pieces, six slots that we could use. But the problem is, some of our best legendaries are on those slots. So the shoulders are, hands down, one of the better legendaries for Nighthold overall. That takes up a tier spot. Then you have the cloak, which is one of the you know good legendaries as well. Then you have the helm, uh, which is good. Uh, you know, as we were saying earlier, is you know being a extra healer cooldown kind of thing. And then you have um, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Off yeah. Time. yeah, right. And then you know, then gloves have the worst stats. Out of all, all six pieces, you want to avoid gloves at all costs. But if you, like, I was in the situation before I finally got a third legendary. Like, I only have three just because RNG is not with me. But I only had shoulders and helm, so I had to take the gloves. And now I'm taking the gloves because my chest has a, I have a really good haste mastery piece on it that makes up for the difference. But on the, the flip side of it, like, if you can avoid any two pieces, it'd be cloak and gloves. Yep. Unless you have legendaries, then that just throws a whole wrench into the whole thing. Yeah, and I think the the other problem with the whole thing is that it's not just about like try to avoid this piece because that piece could Titan Forge up to nine twenty five with the socket, and then it doesn't matter anymore. You know, because it's right. it kind of goes back to the Isle rules we said before. Like, I mean, yeah, ideally you want to avoid the gloves, but you know, if it's super Titan Forge compared to what you have, you know, like I said, crit and verse are still. You're still getting sets from that, you know, and it, while while it's not very pretty or you don't like it, it's uh, it it could be better. So it's kind of a funky thing with that. So it really depends on what you get, uh, Titan Forged, what legendaries have. Like DJ said, I mean, there's a lot of interactions to be made, um, and we do see a lot of people trying to uh, find reasons to not use some of our better legendaries just because the stats look better. Um, so I just want to dismiss this on this show. You know, stats aren't the best thing in the world. There are other things that are important. So just keep that in yeah. mind. So. Fair enough. Well, I guess that we might have a little bit of time at the end of the show for Q&A, but I guess to follow up on that one, chat brings up, so that if you don't sim yourselves, what do you do to get stat weights? You have the tools in the Discord then? That's a good question. Um, 
Anson has done a lot of work and the rest of us have helped him kind of piece some of this stuff together. We essentially used the mass amounts of, you know, types of sims to essentially aggregate a bunch of different things together and get stat weights and get a kind of more universal pawn string for you guys to use. And it's one of those things, like I said, we're taking into account movement, ads, and all that kind of thing. Um, so it's gonna be like vary between like 18 different sims uh, of varying of those things or like 36 if we change the fight or uh, the length and that kind of stuff. So we've essentially done hours and days and weeks of work to get you know a universal um, pawn string for people to use. And we have, I think, four or five. Um, eight. We have a we lot. We have eight. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Just, four or just five. Eight. There's a lot. So because we do like <laughs> sand lane. Yeah, I forget. I, sorry, I'm thinking just legacy. Um, sure. We have yeah. one for each of our level 100 talents, and then we also do a lot more for legacy with and without four piece, and depending if you take sand lane or auspicious spirits. So we essentially have a bunch of paths that you can take if that's what your stats say you should take. So like, let's say you have a very heavy mastery build and you have four set. We have a pawn string for you. Um, let's say if you're taking Stranger Madness, we have your pawn string for you. And what um, the team has done is essentially put a lot of man hours into, well, what happens when we change your stats? What do we see that changes? And the pawn string kind of helps reflect that in the best way that we can. And essentially says, you can use this to help follow you know, your gearing strategy without having to sim every single upgrade, which again, we really say not to do because you can get some pretty, you know, misleading results. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of the ones that I see is like, oh, well, crit is simming the best for me, even above haste. Oh, well, what kind of sim did you do? Oh, I did patchwork for 300 seconds. Well, it's mm. not really going to tell you a whole lot. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. like on the other side, too, and it's huge grain of salt with a pond string. You can't yep. just blindly follow it because on every single one of our pawn strings, haste isn't the top. And the reason that haste isn't the top is because it's already assuming you're at a certain level of haste. And, you know, huh. throwing in one piece of gear completely changes your stat distribution and then changes the values of everything. Yep. So, like, yes, you can use a pawn string. Personally, I don't. I use it for jewelry just to compare, like, rings and that kind of stuff. But that's really it. I just follow a rough stat priority. You know I, know, I know I need to get my haste up to here. I know I need to get my crit to here and then stack mastery. And that's really it. Keep within, you know, 15 item levels, 20 item levels for jewelry, done. All I need to do. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, I think Oct sums it up in chat so that, honestly, it's a clown fiesta. But on the other hand, it might look like it's a good design to have so many different stat priorities depending on your simulation and your role and your talents. So it's either like really intricate and interesting or from the outside in really awful and super confusing. And yeah, we've done some things to try and make it less confusing. Right. We did some things early on that were like way worse in, in our opinion. <laughs> like we used to give you like three strings based on your haste and then you would switch strings when your haste changed and it was like a mess. It was terrible. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> oh no. So we've kind of gone to this system and kind of done more of a, you know, look at all the resources in conjunction to help make your decision. And I think the main reason why we did this is just because patchwork sims don't work very well for us. Because as you can see on Warcraft logs, single target is not what we're good at anymore. We right. just can't. It's not what we're doing. You know, we don't do that very well. 
and it's not it's it's just how the class works um so we've done a lot of work to make sure we're good on what we're the class excels at so well yeah it's almost like blizzard realizes this and understands that there might be a deficit for shadow priests to not have good single target damage so a oh, God. no that's why Stop. so first off your tier 20 on the horizon Stop. looks Please. incredible what? i'm bringing up your Who? tier your your tier 20 uh, what you mean our tier 18 revamp what oh come on this thing looks so good don't even don't even front come on now uh, if you want to go check out all the 3d models they're on uh mmo champion of course that was the mythic model there's also the the other recolor here which is the golden woman? I, I think gold is PvP and the darker one is uh, PvE. Do you guys know? This one's kind of broken. The hair model. I do but, not know. Yeah, I use a train smog. I honestly haven't looked. Yeah, they yeah. all look really good though. Keep getting. It's. This. I mean, it's a re revamp of t tier six, which I think is far and beyond one of the best uh, sets they've designed in the game. So, it's uh, bound for greatness for sure. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, tier twenty. Um, so, so yeah, the, the bonuses, the bonuses. Uh, I, the, let me have my moment here. So, Shadow okay. Fiend's damage dealt is increased by up to 180% based on current insanity. And there is a, uh, a caveat over if you take uh, Mindbender too. Or your Mind Blast cooldown reduces the cooldown of Shadow Fiend or Mindbender, of course, by either, I think it's three seconds on this tooltip for Shadow Fiend and one second. For Mindbender? Yeah, so, hey. I think the tooltip is weird. It's oh. supposed... I think in-game, it's actually four and a half seconds for both of them. Um, oh. Or is that the... Oh. There's something... There's there's weird stuff happening with that's, the tooltips. That's or is the that trait. The, that's the trait, that's sorry. The, the trait is yeah. different than the... Yeah, the shit set bonus, yeah. So, Clarification, I'm just... tooltips and Legion have been really weird, so I never trust them or, fully. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I bring that up sort of as devil's advocate because both of your set bonuses in tier 20 and one of your new traits you know increasing the duration of your mind bender or your shadow fiend which is a single target you know slap 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 little mob you guys summon is mm -hmm. getting kind of horrifically buffed it needs way. to it well sure. okay when i say yeah. when i say it needs to so we've been taking power infusion for the most part the entire expansion right um I will say Misery, like DJ mentioned, has a really good spot in Mythic Plus and is an amazing talent for that. But in raids, power infusion is pretty much like you take this. There was a stint um, back in Emerald Nightmare with Surrender to Madness stuff. You could take Mindbender. It was a little bit easier for newer players to use, but power infusion always netted, generally speaking, better results. Mm -hmm. um, so it was like they knew that uh, it's pretty obvious you can look at logs power infusion is like the only thing people use in that row for raids um and yeah so i guess they knew something needed to change and i i can't remember we did sims a couple weeks back just testing some stuff and mindbender is like almost 100k dps difference right now between that and power infusion on live i mean it's it's ridiculous i mean the talent is it was very much undertuned in comparison to power infusion so like I understand they see the gap, right? Um, but I don't want to be a pet class anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's uh, well, it's the just, thing is though, it's, just it's only for single target fights though, right? Like, yes. Sorry, yes. Dave. Yeah, like for multi target fights, we'll still be taking PI. Thankfully, yeah. yeah. We're still working on a little bit. It does look like Mindbender might have its place in single target with tier twenty. Um, 
time will tell. So that's basically all uh, I wanted to get into. I mean, you, you guys are going to know, you'll figure it all out. I don't want to dwell on tier 20 too long, other than the fact that it looks real good. Uh, that's that's uh, definitely for sure. I, well, I think one thing I want to mention is that Blizzard currently has a stance of not deactivating tier 19 or yes, not, you know, true. changing it, which is pretty worrisome for us because, again, we're still working on with the, with the recent changes to some stuff we've seen. Um, tier 19 is really powerful. It does a lot of damage, and there is a good good reason to continue to use it even though we have tier 20. So, I mean, there's a solid chance we're going to want six pieces of tier and keep the four piece of tier 19, which means we might have to endlessly farm mm -hmm. Nighthold because Titan forging. And so, then legendaries being a problem as well. They, yep. They need uh, to... They, yeah. they, their, their one thing they could do before we move on to make that work is that they need to implement... And this should have happened with Night... Uh, nightmare to night hold. I don't know why the older raids should stop Titan forging at their old cap. Absolutely. Yep. If it's at, especially if it's out of the tier. So if we're looking yeah. at, I can take the argument of yeah, let's use these first three raids can all Titan forge up to nine twenty five, but when the new raid comes out, only the new raid should be able to Titan forge higher than that or something or because this is gonna get pretty nuts so pretty fast. Well, on so. the flip side of it though. And this is just for people that don't raid at the cutting edge, people that, you know, aren't progressing on Mythic right now. You know, the friends and family guilds, the casuals that make up the majority of the game. It's not fair to take that advantage away from them just because, you know, everybody else has to still farm it. Like, they should get the same opportunities even if they're, you know, last to, to the finish line. I understand the issues with it, and I agree with that, but there has to be a, a quid pro quo here. Right. Yeah, there needs to be a cutoff. Like, when Tumus Sargeras comes out, stuff from everything, like Legion Tier 1 and Legion Tier 0 should stop Titan Forging past whatever Gul'dan drops. Because he's the current cap, right? Like, it should stop, just stop right there. Because it, it, it's not, it doesn't incentivize us to raid. Blizzard, we're still going to raid because it's yep. fun and we want to. If you continuously make the grind never-ending across all raids, that's not fun. So, yeah. I mean, too many carrots on too many sticks. Correct. Mm -hmm. So, let's look at your legendaries and trinkets real quick. We'll just break these down because they're very much that you can kind of just look at stuff. We've talked about legendaries a lot, so I'll flip it around. Let me go to trinkets first. Uh, if DJ, if you want to like walk me through trinket stuff real quick here, I've got the the how to pre shadow raid trinkets pop up here. Oh, you got the uh, little colorful chart. Yeah, indeed. Okay. All right, let me pull that up real quick. Uh, I mean, just as a general, just for uh, Nighthold, um, Erratic Metronome is definitely going to be one of the hands-down best trinkets you can get in the entire game. Um, Arcano Crystal, of course, because everybody wants that. I don't actually know a class that doesn't. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Whispers in the Dark has an interesting interaction with our class the tooltip isn't exactly correct and um, public if you want to talk about that yeah um, so the tooltip of whispers says it only affects casting speed well casting speed doesn't actually just mean casting speed that is uh it's not not totally true essentially for the most part whispers gives you haste but the only thing it doesn't affect is hasted cooldowns so it's not going to make things you know come off cooldown faster but the big thing is it does make your dots tick more, 
which is why Whispers can be so powerful for dot classes like Affliction Locks, Balance Druids, and Shadow Priest, because, you know, when you get a Whispers proc, your dots just go nuts. Um, and that's multiplicative with other things like Power Infusion and all kinds of other things. So that's kind of why Whispers is a little crazy right now. Mm -hmm. Well, and on the flip side of it, that's only when it procs. Yep. I mean, I've heard of people going through like six minute fights with no procs at all. And it's like, well, that's RNG for you. But at the same time, I, don't, I just, I personally hate it. I don't want it. I don't have it. I haven't seen it drop. I don't want it to drop. I'll take anything else. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, no. we've 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 said the story for a while now. I don't remember who found it originally, but Whispers has the same proc rate as both Corruption does, the trinket from Xavius and Emerald Nightmare. And everyone always said, you know, both Corruption's terrible, don't use it, the proc rate's terrible. But, you know, as soon as a good effect gets added to it, it doesn't matter if the proc rate's terrible, and who cares? Yeah. Um, but I think the general advice on the trinket is, if you get one, that's, that's good. Um, I mean, you can use it for stuff like farm or, you know, if you want to parse it a little bit better. But I think for all intents and purposes on progression rating, we do not recommend it because, like DJ said, you can go a whole six minutes without getting any procs, which just feels terrible. Yep. Um, yep. Which, and on progression, you want to be consistent. And Shadow Priest is a DPS you bring for consistency. You don't have to worry about, you know, RNG procs and stuff like that, as for the most part, with how the class works. So adding more to that is just kind of wonky. So, yeah, that's kind of my general or our general two cents on that. So I guess that there, I mean, because going back to the chart, which is pretty telling to most specs, um, Kill Jaden's Bernie Wish being way up there just for the, the raw stats, secondaries, oh. and the on-demand damage. But it, it sims, this is against other trinkets really highly, but... As we could transition over here to to legendaries, how does the Kill Jane's Burning Wish trinket actually stack up if you had? Because essentially, people are getting to the point right now where we we're gonna have every legendary eventually, where eventually. legendaries will just be like they're just you just plop them in, they're just talents that are on a piece of gear essentially. So, yeah. but does Kill Jaden's not work well against other, your other legendaries though? Um, yeah, I think for the most part, it's not something we like to use as a shadow priest um the stats are great um so the reason you would probably use kill jadens is for the stats um the the only problem is the effect is pretty lackluster um in, in most cases we we have other trinket options that are much more powerful um i think the one i'll highlight that does a very similar thing is the grimoire trinket that drops off of croesus um, since that trinket does shadow damage, it scales with all of our shadow damage multipliers, um, which so like void form, legacy of the void, our paragon traits, all that stuff affect that trinket. So Grimoire will usually almost all the time, almost regardless of eye level, beat out the damage effect of Kill Jaden's Burning Wish. Um, so for that reason, we're kind of just saying uh, if you have other legendaries that are good, and if you have you know other solid trinkets. I wouldn't use Kill Jadens. I mean, mm -hmm. straight up. I think the other main thing to keep in mind is Shadow is not a burst AoE class. It's not what we're good at. Sure. Um, so, and that's kind of what the trinket's giving you with that on-use effect. Um, it's just kind of like giving us something that we already don't have very much of, and it's kind of anti-Shadow Priest playstyle in a way. So, 
Uh, well, on the on the flip side of that, though, that's only for raids. Like in, yes, in dungeons, mm-hmm. it's fantastic because mm-hmm. you don't have time for the wrist to build up. Not really. The cloak is, and the shoulders are still good. Belt is pretty crappy because there's just so many targets. You're not going to be casting blast that much. But with the trinket and short cooldown that it has on it, it'll be up pretty much every pack, and you can just blow everything up. Yeah. Like that's fantastic. But yeah, yeah. yeah for raids, it, it's, it's just. Uh, it takes a legendary spot and it takes a trinket spot and there are better things to have yep. so yeah here I'll, I'll bring up the rest of them obviously we've been talking this whole time a lot about the shoulders so mother Shiraz seduction which is just that you gain now this is the updated one right because right now it's isn't it is three stacks of void form you enter void form or is it yeah. five it's, it's yeah so again this is going back to the tooltip problem right, right. now um so the shoulders say, you know, gain three stacks when you enter void form. Um, the, the weird though thing is, though, if you're not wearing the shoulders, you start at one stack. So they only give you two stacks. Right. Uh, which is just kind of like, why don't the tooltip should say that? But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that is that is current. So um, you'll get two extra stacks when you enter void form, in addition to the one. So. Okay. Um, yeah, and the list that I think you're, you've been using is updated for 715. So right. obviously we have lots of legendaries changing in 7.2 and that kind of thing, um, which changes some things. Uh, we're still working on it a little bit, but um, yeah. yeah, for the most part, you know, shoulders are pretty much a very consistent, great legendary to use. It just has the caveat, which you mentioned before, like the stats aren't the best because it doesn't have haste. It hurts us on the tier a little bit and that kind of thing. But the effect overall is pretty solid. The main thing to note, it's not just, you know, two void form stacks is more than just giving us a little bit of haste. It's also giving us mass hysteria stacks as well. So essentially your dots are always going to tick a little bit harder than they would have otherwise, which is, again, fundamental to the spec. Anything that helps our dots is like amazing. We love that. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> So the other um, things to bring up, the, the, the bracers are being reduced to 3% increased damage on your void bolts down from 4%. Which was up from 2% in 7%. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is the middle ground. I don't, I don't know how necessary this is of a change, to be honest with you. Um, the risks were not that far ahead of other legendaries that we had. And in fact, I think the wrists are only doing so well and getting so much popularity based on Nighthold. Yep. Nighthold fights are very ad heavy. They're very multi-target. Um, you know, botanist, tichondrius are, you know, just amazing with the wrists. But if you go back to other raids, like Emerald Nightmare was a lot more single target focused. The wrist did not do well in night in Emerald Nightmare, not necessarily because the effect was only two percent but because the fights were more single target based and wrists don't really shine on single target. So, you know, if uh, Tomb of Sargeras goes back to more, you know, single target fights, you know, the wrists are going to fall even lower. Um, we're kind of seeing them drop below the cloak in some instances over a range of fight types. Um, but I think overall in 7-2, the wrist will still see uses on fights that remain, you know, heavy council type stuff. So anything that resembles what botanist looks like or what tichondrius looks like, you know, risk will still be very powerful. So, so I've got to bring up sort of a another devil's advocate point here because it's sort of been this. I mean, the 
the magnum opus has always been this weird legendary for a long time and it's it's more in a better place right now just because of the the shield being buffed and obviously the stats it gives you but <sighs> Sefu's secret yeah. is getting buffed in the patch if you aren't aware not only has the on the on proc effect which I would argue the Shadow Priest is one of the specs that actually has like some of the most ways to actually proc this thing. Because Absolutely. you have a stun, you have a dispel, you have a big dispel, but it's getting 10% passive movement speed and 2, 2% passive haste. I don't know, DJ, do you have, have you guys figured anything out about if Sefus will be? Because haste, 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 why I bring it up? Because it's <laughs> haste, 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 haste. We're still testing it, and just feely craft, looking at it, it's probably going to be good, but there's probably going to be other legendaries that are better. The oh, stats on it are very good. Yeah. yeah, I know. But, I mean, the stats the stats are very good on it, especially with the change. Um, but the 2% the of haste is bothersome. And because it's not a flat, you know, 375 times 2 haste, it's a 2% of your base haste or, you know, whatever haste that you have it's going to mess with it. So if you have a Chrono Shard, if you have an Erratic Metronome, and you get both procs, you get a five-stack Metronome proc, and then Chrono Shard on top of that, and you have the ring, is it going to be 2% of that, or just 2% off your base haste? And if it's 2% off all of your buff haste, it's going to be insanely powerful if the stars align. Yeah. So, so it, it's <laughs> it has the potential to be absolutely insane. So we're kind yeah. of... We're taking our time with it and really wanting to test it out very well and get the APL working out well before we definitively say how it's fitting right now. Right. Because it it has the potential to be pretty nuts. So I mean, I think uh, if you don't have very good pickings in terms of legendaries on botanist currently, you know, Sephus is awesome. There's so much you can proc it on. Um, and like you said, we have so many different ways we can proc it. Um, chat brings up silence as well. I forgot silence would work. Yep. Yep. Silence, Mind Bomb, you know, Dispelling, uh, if you're a Blood Elf, Arcane Torrent. I mean, yep. all kinds of ways we can do this. Uh, it's, Purify. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great it's a great ring. Um, so I don't know if there's... I think the main thing to keep in mind with the ring, where we'll see it a lot, is if we can proc it on a fight in Tomb of Sargeras. Th yep. That's like bottom line. Because if we can proc it and we get the 2% haste multiplicative with all of our stuff... That's uh, it's pretty powerful. So we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the two percent flat though would just be a multiplicative of everything. It's kind of like how Should. heroism works. Heroism reads that it gives you thirty percent, right? But it's yeah. one point three times all of your haste. Yeah. Yep. Which is a lot because if you think if you have zero percent haste and you pop heroism, you go to thirty percent haste. But if you have any other haste before that, it's a 1.3 times all of it. So it's a huge sudden jump. And if you have 2% all the time, and then you get Sefus to actually activate on certain stuff, and then you've got Heroism going on, or then you've got Void Form going on, etc., etc., etc. So, yeah, Sefus actually comes up with the same thing I whenever, you know, in the beginning of the show with Enhancement, how haste is now stronger than agility for us. So now I'm in a similar boat to you guys. Is that 2%? I mean, is that going to be the is-all be-all now? Do we just... That amount alone is so much just flat power, so... Yeah, and I think the other thing to keep in mind, with our Tier 20, let's just assume we're going to use Tier 20, and they'll figure out something with that. Yeah. Um, yep. 
just with that and our new traits and everything like that, the value of haste is actually going up more um, because our Shadow Fiend is affected by that. The more haste we have, the more melee hits it gets. So we're actually seeing a larger increase in the value of haste um, for a longer period of time than we are now. So it could even be better than you know what we're currently looking at. So right, yeah. Okay. Who knows? So let's just we've we've kind of weaved in talents throughout the whole show, but just to bring them up, if you each have, because I'll go to DJ first because you do a lot of the mythic mythic plus stuff, a lot of dungeoning. Do you have? You want to walk me through like what a build would be looking like and sort of the pros and cons of a build for Mythic Plus uh, for the Shadow Priest. Just like where where your talents sort of fall in line and uh, okay. what that would look like. Just real quick. All right. Well, uh, Twist of Fate is going to be pretty much universal. Um, next row, I mean, you're going to take Body and Soul most likely. You could take Mania or um, uh, Masochism. If you really wanted to, like if you're taking a lot of damage, uh, does do 10% damage reduction, so it could be good. Mind Bomb is what most people take because the AoE stun is really nice, especially in Mythic Plus because you don't want to fear things. Sure. Um, and then uh, Lingering Insanity is generally the best, especially because you know you can disperse between packs um, on bosses. It performs really well, and Reaper Souls just ends up falling behind. Even if you get slightly more Void Form up time, you're losing out on the bonus haste. And then Void Ray actually performs kind of well in Lower Mythic Plus, but it really just depends on comp and how fast you're moving to the packs. Um, then moving on to AS and same lane, uh, generally speaking, you'll want to take same lane for reasons we said earlier, just because uh, AS doesn't really do a whole lot and Shadowy Insight either doesn't proc enough or it just locks you out of GCDs and you're not casting Mind Blast a whole bunch anyways. Um, could be kind of decent for heavy movement fights, but you'll get more damage out of same lane or higher void form uptime out of auspicious spirits. Uh, then power infusion versus misery uh, depends on the level of mythic plus you're going to and where you want to shift your damage. So if you want to do more trash damage, you could take misery, but you will definitely lack on the uh, boss damage on single target fights. Um, and adversely, depending on how high up in the Mythic Plus you are, say you're running with uh, Tyrannical, and you'll definitely want to take PI just because you'll need the extra boss damage. The trash will live long enough right. that you can put all your dots up, that kind of thing, especially in like a plus 15 or 18. And then uh, between Legacy of the Void, Shadow Crash, um, and Surrender to Madness, uh, you can still take Surrender to Madness on a couple of uh, dungeons, like EOA comes to mind on the last boss. You can still pull ridiculous numbers on it. Um, depends on what your group needs. And then between Shadow Crash and Legacy of the Void, both are actually fairly close in all the testing that I did and all the charts. But Legacy of the Void is actually better for single target, so it'll help you better on bosses. And most of the time, your tank's chain-pulling stuff, trash packs don't remain in the same place, and if your Shadow Crash doesn't hit, well, you just wasted it. So that's in a nutshell what you should take for Mythic Plus and why. Nope, that wraps it pretty well. I mean, you brought up... Surrender is interesting in a sense that now it actually does perform, or at least should perform in the place that it's supposed to be. You brought up the Eye of Ajara, uh, especially the end boss, for example, where you start in execute phase, so you automatically have Twist of Fate from the get-go, and you can just yep. surrender with Hero on the pull, and you've got, you know, a good 90-second to two-minute burn ahead of you, depending on what tyrannical rank you're at or 
or whatnot. Most of the time, and you have execute too. That's one thing with right. Uh, and you're, with yeah. surrender. You know, getting shadow word death is really important for surrender to madness. And yep. on the last boss, you have it right away, which is from nice. the beginning. Yep. yep. That's well, ideally true. for that boss too is you want to actually pop surrender on the last trash pack and go yeah, pull yeah. the boss. Yeah. Uh, Just burst so over to the boss, it. and then yeah. So you usually start like twenty, twenty-five stacks, Ooh. which yeah, you're gonna just melt the boss. Like I've I've gotten like one point three mil on that boss, something like Ooh. that, with trash gear. So does this change anything from like a rating standpoint? Then public, I know chat brought it up too. Is funny. It the the spec is one. You know, it's one, two, one, 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 one. <laughs> and is that yeah? Just- um. Rating is a little bit more cookie cutter, actually. Um, we have more options in Mythic Plus, but for the most part, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's one, 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 and then I guess you could <laughs> yeah. take you could take body and soul if you want to. But sure. um, Shadow Crash and Surrender to Madness in raids really don't have a, a spot on progression. Um, you can kind of do a meme build because everyone has a meme build nowadays of, course, of, um, of Shadow Crash on Scorpion if you just want to, but it's Scorpion, Scorpadron, sorry. Um, uh, so <laughs> that's well, about it. Wouldn't you take Void Ray then to do more Mind Seer damage too? <gasps> uh, so, I mean, you no. could if you really wanted to. <laughs> <You could>. um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, for the most part, the, the one change that you kind of have to think about right now is whether or not you take Sand Land or Auspicious Spirits, which we okay. kind of went over earlier in a good chunk of depth. So that's yeah. really the only choice you have in that tier. Otherwise, you know, you're going to take Legacy, Power Infusion, Lingering Insanity, and Twist of Fate all the time. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you could take Misery on some bosses, like on Spellblade, if you just kind of want to pad the meters a little bit. You could take it on that or Tychondrius. You could take Surrender on Heroic or Normal uh, Botanist yeah. and do insane amounts of damage. So... Yeah, it's totally different, but yeah, it's kind of just a it's a weird thing. I think misery is also a little bit easier for new players to play with, and sure. I think one thing to keep in mind: power infusion just has a really good ceiling with skill. Um, so if you have a really good you know sense of timings and you're good with your cooldowns, power infusion will absolutely reward you for that. Where misery really you don't get a whole lot else out of it. It's just a it does its thing kind of deal. Um, so, so you're bringing up. The, the new section of the show that uh, if you were here for the Havoc one last week, there is a new sort of part in the show where we get all of that sort of stuff out of the way or depending on where it weaves in. The, the Havoc one was, of course, the nitty gritty on the two minute meta meta that was happening. So now the one for Shadow Priest what we're going to dive into now for the base of the rest of the show until we wrap is skill versus gear and essentially how to play a Shadow Priest. So the discussion here, if you're following along with the show notes, so this is sort of an open-ended discussion, breaking down the play style. So how do you best perform on the spec? Uh, what really clever things do Shadow Priest do to game the system? Is there anything really standoutish about the spec that you sort of have to sort of almost mastermind? And then what really defines a good Shadow Priest versus a great Shadow Priest? So I know you guys had some topics you guys have been working towards that you wanted to just kind of get out there. So who wants to start... Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, so we talk about this a lot. I mean, this is a pretty contentious point. Um, so with Shadow, I think in my opinion, the thing that is very nitty-gritty that you can really tell the difference between a new player and a good player or, you know, good and great is your cooldown usage, which is kind of similar to other specs. 
Um, however, the way that ours work, it's not just to hit things on cooldown kind of a spec um, necessarily. So for instance, if you just pop everything on pull, that's not the way you're supposed to play a Shadow Priest because you know if you pop your cooldowns on pull, you're not in void form at that point. Um, and that's where our damage is, is in void form. So with a good Shadow Priest, you really start to see, you know, their cooldown usage is on point. Um, and, and the best part about that that you see is not only are they getting as most, you know, as many uses as they can out of that spell, um, they're also combining it with other things as well. And I think we kind of learned as a community a little bit about this with Surrender to Madness because with Surrender to Madness, that whole part was very crucial to getting the most damage out of it. And we use things like uh, Kill Timer Weak Orders to help us out with that kind of stuff. Um, use that actually. Yeah, and I think that's <laughs> a huge thing. Like Kill Timer Weak Orders are fantastic, and I highly suggest using something like that. Um, there's lots of add-ons that do the same thing. Yeah, time to die or, or something like that, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so, for instance, the, the biggest thing that I see is usually like with Shadow Priest, you know, hey, Power Infusion came off cooldown, I'm just going to use it, you know, in my next void form or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But what you'll see is on a fight, let's say there is a, a minute left in the fight. So you know you're only going to get one more Power Infusion use uh, before the boss dies because it's mm -hmm. a two-minute cooldown. But the your Shadow Fiend comes off cooldown in like 20 seconds. So what a good Shadow Priest would do is line up their Void Form to hit both at the same time and kind of delay using Power Infusion. Um, and the same vice versa is true with Shadow Fiend. Um, you know, if the boss has, you know, two minutes left and Power Infusion won't be up for another, like, 30 seconds or so, you should hold off casting Shadow Fiend until Power Infusion comes up. Um, and getting that relationship right is pretty tricky, especially with, you know, um, the boss could start dying faster and then you might have screwed something up um, and and all that kind of stuff. So that's where you really, in my opinion, see good versus great is getting that cooldown usage lined up perfectly. Um, not to mention you throw in lust in that thing also changes that. Throw in second pot, throw in twist of fate. Um, there's all kinds of intricacies that if you can get right, you can get some pretty incredible results, even on single target. A lot of people say, you know, Shadow Priest can't do single target. Um, well, Until turn 20. Stop oh, it. Stop. <laughs> uh, Got um, my gear is terrible, as the community likes to point out. I have stupid low haste because mm -hmm. my gear is just the way it is, but I can still pull 800k on Herocrosis, which is, you know, did I RNG get parse? Maybe, but it's also one of those things with if you can get your cooldowns to line up, you'll be competitive no matter what the case is. Yeah, there's a lot oh. of. You Go brought ahead. up you brought you brought up potions. I wanted to kind of caveat that too. Um, sure. Are are Shadow Priests almost exclusively using prolonged power now, or are you using? Uh, I forgot the cast. I don't, I don't use the Deadly yeah. Grace. I think yeah. Yeah. We, we don't really use Deadly Grace all that much. We used to, and yeah. it really depends on the situation. We actually have a post about it on how to priest, but nine times out of ten, you'll just be using prolonged power. And it's yeah. cheap, so that's also good because, you know, <laughs> finally running out of that HFC sale run money. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think one thing to highlight, I, I kind of prefer prolonged power in a lot of ways because since it lasts so long, that's more time in your Twist of Fate window. Right. That's a greater greater chance of it being with your cooldowns and that kind of thing. 
Um, so I think it just feels better to use. I, I will say the one time that I use it, I mean, being truthfully honest that I use uh, Deadly Grace is when I forgot to use Potion of Prolonged Power and the boss is going to die in like 30 seconds. Um, or like, you know, the boss is dying too fast and it's not a two-minute fight. Then I'll use Deadly Grace as my second. But, I mean, I, they're yeah. so close together even then. I mean, Prolonged Power is well, good for things. That's what I was going to bring up is because of all the haste interactions and this whole you know good versus great and these moments of time and you know jumping into void form with your power infusion going off because deadly, the deadly grace proc I believe is RPPM times haste. Yeah. So the more haste you have on your character, the more those you know free bolts you're going to fire off. So I didn't know if that would actually weave to be a little bit stronger, but then again, prolonged power probably lasts long enough to go through two void form cycles. Yeah, and Deadly Grace is only, I think it's up to 30 seconds if you're far away from the boss. Yeah, um, up to yeah. 30 seconds, yeah. So that's only one Void Form, and that's only clipping the end of your Twist of Fate. So, And there's some mm. bosses where like you could be in that Twist of Fate execute range for the full minute, right. um, You know, which is crazy. So getting that kind of maximized benefit is pretty crucial. Um, and the, the scaling is a little bit different. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I think... I think also my pockets hurt a lot from using Deadly Grace, and um, I'd like to keep the money that well, I have. Right. Uh, <laughs> we brought up a lot of 7.2 stuff in the patch, but in 7.2, all consumable potions have their mats cut in half, essentially. So they're going to be half as expensive. So that's finally. It's not going to change Starlight Rose no, being like 800 gold a stack. Yeah, no or, big deal. Uh, just per one. Per, per, so. yeah, gold per. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, def that's definitely a thing, but I I'm always curious about that because that definitely comes up. Those sort of things do do come up over time, and I guess so. And you brought up a little couple of the 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 game, the system, sort of tomfoolery earlier. Is there anything though that I guess I mean because we we brought up the whole like you know multi dotting for single target and all that kind of good stuff, but I guess from the outside looking in, I also don't play really any ranged DPS classes and whatnot. How, how has the game been so far with considering that Shadow Priest is, so much of your damage is just happens, right? Like, ha more than half your damage is dots. Yeah. But making sure your other half isn't really important is, like, has the movement meta really have been a big thing right now that is, like, hindered or, or been frustrating? Because all range do in Nighthold is do mechanics. So. Well, actually, Shadow Priests have one of the unique things. We're not quite on, like, a, a BM Hunter level of mobility. Right. But a, a, the difference between a good Shadow Priest and a great Shadow Priest, you can see movement. So a lot part of that is playing with stutter stepping. So, I mean, when you're in Void Form, you get a Void Ball roughly every three seconds. I mean, less depending on how high you are in your Void Form. But every three seconds, you can move if you have the boots. You can stand still for eight seconds and then, you know, just move for quite a while, you know, take advantage of that. But like, and then the four piece on top of it, like somebody just brought up the chat, makes us insanely mobile. Like I can stand in one spot on Croesus and I'm in my first void form and I finish casting void eruption right as he casts his first beam. So I could stand whichever side and move the entire time and I will never get hit on that fight except for running away from orb or running to soak i don't have any issues at all yep. like with with movement 
And then that's more of I'm out of range of the boss rather than, you know, I have to move too much that I can't do anything. But I mean, we always have Shadow Word Pain, we have Void Bolt, um, you know, we have other stuff that we could do on the move, including Dispersion, which just pauses all of our insanity drain, too. So we're one of the better mobile classes, even right. if it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think the four piece is probably the best thing about it, especially if you can plan your movement. Um, I think Starwalker is a pretty good example. As you transition from phase one to phase two, where you go from being stacked to spread, um, or that kind of like any type of fight that takes that, if you know that's happening, you just wait for your four piece window and then you can go wherever you want. I mean, yep. you can traverse an entire boss encounter room over the course of five void bolts almost. So it's like, if you know where you have to be at a certain time, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. I think Traumatic Anomaly is a great example too. Like, um, you know, the ad, you have to be stacked at first, but then, you know, you have to go to the other side eventually. As soon as you have to start moving, it's if you time it with void the four piece window, it's like you can make it over there casting the entire time. So. Oh, what I love is when like the whole raid has to move the other time and I just time my void form. So that I'm entering again, and I just cast Power and Shield right before, and start sprinting, and just yeah. casting Void Bolt, and I lose no uptime. It's yep. amazing. Yep. Like other other casters can't do that, not really. Unless yeah, you like double blinking as a mage. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some wiggle room for certain ones. Obviously, like depending on procs for like Elemental Shaman, you have nothing. You have instant cast Lava Burst, and then nothing, because there's no Spirit Walkers anymore. Um, like arcane mages, I guess they can do all the tomfoolery right now with just spending arcane explosion, and they still kind of do the same sort of damage. Uh, fire mages, if they get lucky with like scorches and whatnot, if they're moving around, they can obviously be throwing pyroblasts as they move. So there is this new sort of, which is good, that there is definitely things that casters have all sort of figured out they can do on the move. Whereas it was sort of this weird, egregious problem last expansion when if you didn't have Aspect of the Fox, Rest in peace, yeah. aspect of the fox. You, yeah. you, you, didn't, you got nothing, right? Like, you yeah. have to turret to do damage, otherwise you just put up your dots and you just move. Yeah, Void so. Bolt's been incredibly amazing for that. I mean, that, that's what that's a huge difference I see, you know, playing other range specs is like, you know, movement kind of stinks. Um, you can maybe get two globals off if you plan it right or something like that, but, I mean, Shadow's like, yeah, I have a global every three, or, you know, every three casts, like DJ said, is like, where do I need to be? You know, I can gradually move there mm -hmm, um, without yeah. losing damage, which is pretty, pretty valuable. And I think that's one of the other reasons why you're seeing a lot of Shadow Priest in top end guilds right now is because, you know, with all the movement that's happening in some of these fights and some of the strategies, it's uh, pretty nice. So, and all the dispels and utility, and basically you can drop a healer for a priest with the helm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah pretty versatile. It definitely is. Is there anything else that you wanted to like soapbox or go over real quick? I don't know if chat has any questions. You have a, a couple of moments here that you can definitely drop them in. We're basically out of that time, but if chat has a couple of things that might like pop something up that you can definitely drop in chat. We've sort of weaved chat throughout the show today, which has been good. Uh, of course, there are huge threads on how to priest that you guys could look for, and of course, just hit up the Discord channel for them as well if you would would like all the different discord links are all of course in my channel guide but if there's anything that comes up to yeah we talked about the mindbender thing not the go-to talent and rate it's boring i thought i thought it was really interesting that back in beta mindbender was like the talent for gaming void form and how it now is just like gone <laughs> it's just boop Nothing. Yeah, I think well, part, we, 
it's kind of our old tier as well, right? Yeah, um, that was you know, a big we, part. We were trying to make our old tier work, I mean, especially in pre-patch and that kind of stuff. I mean, it was nice then, and I think going into not using the tier anymore, we were kind of like, okay, what do we need to do to make Mindbender work? And the yeah. more we played around, it was like, Power Infusion's just powerful. I mean, it's powerful. That's why it's called Power Infusion, you know? Yeah. Um, Gives us that dank haste, man. That's all we need. Yeah, and it's, and it's something, it's a play style that I think Shadow Priest kind of really enjoy because Shadow Fiend in a lot of ways doesn't feel like a cooldown um, compared to other specs, right? You know, like Fire Mages have Combustion, you know, Balance right. Druids have Incarnation. We have Shadow Fiend. It's kind of boring, you know, it's just you cast it, it hits the boss with melees. You know, Power Infusion gives us that exciting gameplay with the cooldown, which is why I think, you know, we see it a lot. So, and I, I like mm. using it. <laughs> So you you bring I, up the 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 verbiage that I wish I had with one of my major cooldowns that has been dead since beta. Mm, so sorry, Ascendance. Why are you so bad? Yeah. <laughs> so okay, I, don't know, I it, just it, I just found out Resta Shaman has a uh, a self res that's not Ankh, but the uh, little totem they can drop. Uh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, Ankh totem. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah. it's kind of it's a plus and a minus because the class isn't balanced around having a cooldown, which gives us a really nice consistent damage output. Sure. But at the same time, we do have a cooldown. It's just not very meaningful yet. Obviously, tier twenty and seven two is trying to change that. So we'll see. I just don't want to become a full fledged pet class that you know casts mind bender all the time. I don't know. One uh, step closer to a demo lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't trigger all the locks that are so sad about that change. Tom, um, Tom has a big question. If one of you wants to read through that, I guess the one question I had to we got we got to bring up something from Twin Top. Do you have anything you wanted to make sure we we talked about? Uh, uh, I guess Dad Top. Yeah, I don't know if anything we we may have missed. I hope we've been pretty comprehensive with everything else, real quick here. But if anything, you could. Who has the better beard, Bayer Public? Definitely Public. No. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> go ahead. well, I mean, to answer Tom's question in chat, um, you know, in that situation, you'll want to go for the four piece. It'll Absolutely. be more valuable than that 3K haste proc, um, especially in Mythic Plus. However, some, uh, some Mythic Dungeons that you'll probably end up doing, that 3K haste proc could be better. And because you're not locked into a gear set, you can swap it on the fly. I mean, you can't do that in the middle of a raid fight, but pack to pack, you know, you'll just have to test it out on your own and figure out what the best thing is for you to run. Like, I swap out my trinkets from encounter to encounter in dungeons just because, you know, AoE trinkets are better on trash packs than, you know, on a boss. So Yeah, and like, like we were talking about earlier, the four-piece, not only does it do a lot of damage, it, it gives us that movement component, which is just so valuable right now. So it, that's just... It's amazing. So I think, in general, if the question is, should I sacrifice four-piece per X, the answer is pick four-piece um, in almost every single case. So that's kind of just how that is right now. Fair um, enough. Let's see. Yeah, I'm making sure we didn't forget anything. I want to give us some time. Do you think Shadow Priest will be fun to play in 7.2? Do you consider the change if we're going to be the, uh, <laughs> the pet class? Um, it's not even a pet class. You just cat. It's like a debuff. All your mind yeah. bender, your shadow feed is, is an animated dot. It's like a demonology warlock. They're still a dot class. Their dots just look like little demons. 
Yeah. There's still a dot class. Not much is changing. I mean, no, not at all. It's really very, not. Yeah. Very like the class is still going to be the same. So if you enjoy it now, yeah. you'll enjoy it then. <laughs> yeah. Dick, the only thing that I'm scared with, because we have a lot of hunters in my raid and they complain about the pet AI being weird sometimes. Um, so if we're casting more of that stuff and we have bosses that are moving around, you know, Shadow Fiend needs to melee things. So I, that's just the part I'm not exactly looking forward to as of now because I enjoy playing with Power Infusion. So we'll see. Yep. I think I think the thing to keep in mind, though, is the core about Shadow, like DJ said, isn't changing. You know, all of the cool stuff we have with Void Form and Void Bolt is all staying intact. So um, it should roughly play almost the exact same. So you had something you wanted to add, DJ? Go for it. Uh, yeah, so one of the best things that I really like about Shadow, especially in comparison to other classes, we don't have any legendaries like Fire Mages or um, you know, Demon Hunters or, yeah, or Robes that are so good that you're crap without it. Uh, like, okay. Thankfully, you can play a Shadow Priest with no legendaries. You'll be a bit behind, but you're not going to be like 20% behind the, you know, the next person. And yeah. that that's one of the best things, too. Like, not only are we versatile, we have a lot of stuff that we can bring to the table, and it is a bit of a learning curve to pick up the class. Overall, we're fairly balanced in terms of itemization, our talents, our, you know, our whole toolkit. It just flows really well together, but it feels like it has too many knobs, you know? Yeah. So... That was that was the last bit that I wanted to say. Other than not, okay. Quintop has almost the same amount of Legos as me, and he's a casual. Okay. Uh, you, you, he is a ca <laughs> casual scrub. You forgot oh, that. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that's how it works. Basically, yeah. Uh, we didn't bring it up early during the show, but I guess in a little closing bit for me, uh, your artifact weapon is super awesome, and holy crap, is it not alluding to all the lore in the next expansion? Zelatop is all, just... We could, we could talk for like hours oh, about yeah. all that stuff. I mean, it's, I love it's pretty nuts. She is, not, she is so saucy. Yeah, definitely. But, like you well, kill something, it says boring. You know? Or delicious. <laughs> or that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The naifu. The yes. naifu? Oh, no. Do you guys call oh, yeah. her that? Yeah. Did you not? Did you go to that post in the LinkedIn chat? About the uh, the new uh, 72 relics? That's the title of it. Your knife and you. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, we have some interesting characters on the How to Priest team. Yep. That's all I'll say. <laughs> oh gosh. But I think that's about it. Anything else you guys wanted to I mean, we've kind of gone through everything. Yeah. Oh no. The knife who's spamming <laughs> chat. It's coming. Um I didn't know that was a thing. I learned about all these little like inner community memes on these shows now, but any last closing points? I think we're pretty good. Uh, if you're in the uh, Discord on how to priest, read the pens. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to, to bring up Discord one last time, uh, are any of you, do you do private messages or are you saying to bring up the pins because you want to make sure you defer people to the pins first? Because some communities are okay with PMs. Others, there's so many resources put out there. Don't. Don't go too yeah. Pale, so I mean, I think all I'll say is I'm okay with you messaging me about stuff, but I think my one thing is you just have to read the resources we have out there first. Like, so if you ask a question about something that's already answered in the pins, 
all I'm going to say, I'm going to link you the resource. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, but if you have a specific question about how something works that isn't covered or not in the detail that you'd like, absolutely. I'm totally open oh, yeah. to that. I think I think all of the mods are essentially the same way in How to Priest. We're there to help people, and that's a uh, bottom line for us. Okay. So. Yeah. I kind of bring like, that up yeah. every show going forward to make sure that's a, a common thing. Yeah. But yeah, DJ, what? Uh, Veiled actually just brought up a good point in chat. You know, mm -hmm. some people don't mind PMs. Like, I don't. Public doesn't. I know that. But some questions are better asked in a public, you know, channel. Like, nobody's going to make fun of you if you ask, like, hey, why are we stacking haste? You know, people will answer you, and you'll probably, you'll learn something, and you'll probably help other people out. And if it's really good, we'll pin it so other people cannot read the pins and ask the question again. But, you yeah. Know. <laughs> Yeah. That's fair. Well, all right, gentlemen, I think we're, we're at time there, so I'm going to hit the button. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 132 of Final Boss TV. Thank you very much for the guests on the show today, of course, everyone for tuning in. And uh, if you didn't hear, next week will be Holy and Discipline, so more priests next week. So if you haven't heard enough of them, then come back for the healing version of it next week. But again, around the table... There's Public. You can go check him out in the Discord, of course. There is his Twitter, Public Priest. And then, of course, you have your guild's YouTube, which you can check that out. The Exiled Power YouTube channel where you guys put together things and stuff and stuff and things. Yeah? Absolutely. All, all things. But thank you very much for your time, sir, and gracing us with the beard today. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, it's been great. Thanks, man. And then DJ is over here. You can go follow him at DJRiff1428 on Twitter. You can go bother him there, of course, or poke him in the Discord. Thank you for all the Sims and stuff that you guys have done. And keep on making fun of Twin Top. I appreciate it. Of course. I'm curious. How many Twin Tops was that for the whole stream? People well, were counting. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get, a, we'll get a note on that in a moment. But yeah. But thank you very much for the time on the show, DJ. Both of you, I appreciate it. I think we're at 12. Or 13. We no, made well, it to a dozen. dozen. Okay. Solid. <laughs> well, thank you again for tuning in to episode today. Again, Holy Discipline Priest next week, followed by Vengeance, Demon Hunter, and then the Druid History Month. All four Druid specs in a row. That's it for me. Check out the BTS podcast if you want to support the show with an extra mile on Patreon. That'll be going up shortly after the show today. Of course, YouTube for the full cut of the show will be up tomorrow, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and the website for the audio only if you want to check that out. But trusting your seal of artifact power, make sure you get to like 60,000-ish order hall resources to make sure you're good to go for the patch. Be above 51 traits. And until next week, everybody. Bye! Wave! Wave by these people! Wave by! Or surrender to madness or something! There we go. That works. <laughs> Spirit fingers or something. I like it.